The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey! Welcome. Great to have you here with us. At 888 Uh We can continue our, our conversation, if you'd like, uh, that we left off with uh, Glenn about this battle between Bannon and Trump. Uh, there's a new book by Michael Wolf called Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House. And Steve Bannon apparently says some pretty unflattering things about Trump and the family and all of those things. And uh, he signed... Obviously, he signed some kind of agreement when he left the employee of the White House that he would stick to confidentiality and not badmouth them. Well, the problem with that is you can't you can't stop an American citizen from expressing their points of view on the government. If they want to talk about the government, they can. Now, you can go ahead and sue them for defamation, for, for libel, for whatever, uh, and you can try to get money out of them. But, the, you know, it's... It's not illegal to say bad things to criticize the president of the United States. So it's it's really kind of a problem, I think, that the president's lawyers are going after Bannon like this. Because, uh, you again, it's freedom of speech. And that is probably the most important freedom that we have, uh, as far as speech is concerned, in criticizing your government. If you can't do that, then this isn't America anymore. Now, once you've left his employ and you've signed some kind of agreement that you won't, you won't divulge certain things, that's a little bit different. You can't obviously divulge state secrets or campaign secrets. But to stop his criticism, I, I don't even see how that's possible. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of these agreements don't hold up in court. And so whether or not... You'd even get any money out of him in a lawsuit, uh, I, I think, is pretty questionable. But they do say during the campaign, uh, then-candidate Trump had all campaign staff sign a non-disclosure agreement, which requires the staff, according to campaign sources, to refrain from any disparaging comments against the candidate, his family, or the Trump campaign and organization. I, you can't. Right? I mean... I'd like to hear from a constitutional lawyer. Can you actually stop that? I mean, I guess they could be sued, but you can't go. You you couldn't be penalized uh, lawfully for that. You can't be. It's not against the law to do that, obviously. No, that's the antithesis of what this country was founded yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Now, Bannon has apparently not responded to anybody's request for comment, but he did talk on whatever show he has on Sirius XM. I... I'm surprised he's on the radio anyway. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm uh, completely unfamiliar with this Breitbart News Sirius XM show on Wednesday. But, but apparently Bannon was on the air last night and he told a listener that called in, the president of the United States is a great man. You know I support him day in and day out. Whether going through the country giving, Trump miracle, uh, giving the Trump miracle speech or on the show or on the website. And yeah... If you ever if you ever go to Breitbart, you know he supports the president. I mean, they they made that very very clear from day one. 
I mean, uh, they attacked anybody who said anything bad about him, and they supported everything the president said or the candidate said. And now, now, so that's what makes, that's part of what's so interesting about this situation between Bannon and President Trump is that you wouldn't expect it because I thought, I mean, if there's any kind of Trumper, it would be Steve Bannon. So it's a strange and uh, interesting little feud that has developed here. Um, Essie Cup was interviewing former Trump advisor Sam Nunberg discussing uh, some of the passages from Michael Wolff's book because apparently Nunberg spoke to Michael Wolff about uh, whether, you know, what was the Trump campaign like? And uh, here's what he had to say in that interview. What I find with Michael and with the quotes, and, and I sat with Michael at least three times from my recollection, is Michael takes the quotes and he puts them as direct quotes, but they're really paraphrasing what I said hmm, okay. and, how I, and how I explained it. With that said, I'm not criticizing Michael at all. Oh, okay. Well, another excerpt discusses a time when you were trying to explain <laughs> the Constitution to then-candidate Trump. Wolf writes, quote, Early in the campaign, Sam Nunberg was sent to explain the Constitution to the candidate. Quote, I got as far as the Fourth Amendment, Nunberg recalled, <laughs> before his finger is pulling down on his lip and his eyes are rolling back in his head. Did that happen? Well, not exactly. What happened was that it was a it was a week and a half before the uh, before the first debate. And what I was worried about was that the, somebody would attack the would attack then Mr. Trump and ask him some gotcha question. What yeah. is your favorite case about the Supreme Court? Who's your favorite justice? Something like that, just to try to make him look as if he does he didn't know policy. One thing. Trump always told me, and I was wrong about, was that the campaign would be about big issues, be about big communication, be about explaining simple common uh -huh. sense solutions. So when I brought this page and I made it like a crib sheet, maybe a page and a half, yeah. um, we got to around the Fourth or Fifth Amendment, to which he then just started saying, look, I have to do work. And at the time, he was running for president uh -huh. and still running his organization. So once again, Michael kind of takes it out of mm. context. And, and, and apparently... It seems to infer, at least, in this book, that Trump has no interest in the Constitution. Well, I, I, we kind of inferred that during the campaign as well. Besides, does any American? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But not every American's running for president, right. so it makes it a little bit different. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh, I think, as I said to, to a caller earlier on, on Glenn's show, I, do I think Trump is... Super well-informed on the con con Constitution? No. Is he a stupid man? Well, I don't think so. I don't know if you can get to billionaire status and do the things that Trump has accomplished in his life when you're, a, when you're an idiot. I, I, so does he, is there an intelligence factor there? Yeah, of course there is. He went to Wharton. He, he was in an Ivy League business school. I don't know how he performed there because he didn't release his records just like Obama didn't. But uh, there's obviously some intelligence. But I think also that there were th some things prior to uh, running for president that he wasn't interested in and didn't pay much attention to. And I, I think foreign policy is one of those things. Um, maybe issues like abortion were was one of those things. But now he's got to get up to speed on all that because he's president. And I, th I think he's probably doing that. But this has been uh, fascinating to watch 
And uh, I'll be interested to see what happens when the book comes out. Do we know when that's released? Is that coming up on Tuesday? Let me check on I that. I would guess. Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet it's going to be released next week because usually that's when the hype comes out and they start releasing excerpts from these things. Is the um, Generally the week before they come out. In the meantime, uh, Keith and I put the over-under on Oof. Donald Trump tweets yesterday at 5, and we both went over 5. He uh, did zero. On on, on uh, Bannon stuff. Yeah, on Bannon yeah. stuff. Zero tweets about hmm. Steve Bannon, which is interesting. I mean, yes, he, he released a statement on Bannon, but he didn't actually tweet about him. Donald That's Jr. did. And we'll get to those in a second. For his part, though, uh, the statement that, that President Trump released was, Steve Bannon has nothing to do with me or my presidency. When he was fired, he not only lost his job, he lost his mind. Steve was a staffer, which is, you know, denigrating his position with the campaign for sure. Steve was a staffer who worked for me after I had already won the nomination by defeating 17 candidates often described as the most talented field ever assembled in the Republican Party. Now that he's now that he's on his own, Steve is learning that winning isn't as easy as I make it look. Steve had very little to do with our historic victory, which was delivered by the forgotten men and women of this country. Yet Steve had everything to do with the loss of a Senate seat in Alabama <laughs> held for more than 30 years by Republicans. Steve doesn't represent my base. He's only in it for himself. <laughs> that is a strong, <sighs> strong statement. The book comes out Tuesday, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so that'll be interesting to see the, all of these comments in context. And uh, and and find out that you know the the specifics of what we're dealing with here. In the meantime, Donald Trump Jr. did tweet about Bannon, saying Steve had the honor of working in the White House and serving the country. Unfortunately, he squandered that privilege and turned that opportunity into a nightmare of backstabbing, harassing, leaking, lying, and undermining the president. Steve is not a strategist; he's an opportunist. And then he further wrote, Andrew Breitbart would be ashamed of the division and lies Steve Bannon is spreading. I, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know that that's a, that's the case either. <laughs> Frankly, in, you know, in death, we've kind of, some people almost deify Andrew Breitbart. Nobody can live up to that. Um, Triple eight. 933.93. Also, the White House Chief of Staff John Kelly has ordered that guests and staffers will no longer be allowed to use personal cell phones in the West Wing. Huh. The White House insists that the policy is being implemented solely for cybersecurity reasons. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Or is that maybe a way of avoiding the Anyone would ever have a way of recording conversations in the White House? Wait, why are you that they might have? Why are you taking two completely separate ideas and, <laughs> and, and putting them together? So tawdry oh, of you. I know what is happening. That, that was really that was really seedy. I think it's a coincidence. A day after the release of the explosive segments from Michael Wolff's forthcoming book, Fire and Fury, inside the White House, the White House mm. announced a new policy: no more no more personal cell phones, because apparently in the book. He's backed up some of the things he's saying by recorded uh, conversations. <laughs> well, this is Pat. 
since day one. I think January 20th. They've been working on this policy, but it, you know it's a bureaucracy, right? And so it takes, it takes a, while. a while to roll something out. So it it's taken a good year. So to it's actually just an amazing coincidence that it happens to come out right sure. as the book comes out, Total and they might get burned by it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Total good. That's well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I feel a little bit better about that. Yeah, don't turn this into something it's not. I see no, what I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-mm. You know, the holidays might be over, but the winter time has just begun, and according to studies. The air inside your house contains up to 100 times more pollution than the air outside. Kind of scary. Uh, This can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, lead to costly repairs, and even worse, the premature replacement of your whole system, which can cost, I mean, literally thousands of dollars. But there's something you can do about it. It's a great fix. It's called Filter Buy. It's America's leading provider of filters for your home and small business. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, and they can even do custom options. If you've got some kind of weird-sized filter that you need, they'll make one right for you. They're all shipped free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America, so you, you know you're supporting a really great American company. Filter Buy offers a multitude of Merv option ratings all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-causing substances in your air. Plus, right now, when you, you can save up to 5% when you set up auto delivery. That way, they when you need a filter again, when it's time to change them, and you forget when you last changed them, they show up at your door, and you know, oh, okay, it's time to change the filters, and you save money doing it that way. Save money, save time, breathe better. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Uh, This seems pretty healthy. A 10-year-old has founded a drag club for kids. I'm sorry? Yeah. A 10-year-old has now founded a drag club for kids. That seems good. There's not a problem here, right? Drag clubs are nothing new in New York City, but a (laughs) 10-year-old now has dreamed one up for children. How wonderful. Desmond Napoli's or Naples... I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name, but he's from Brooklyn. Uh, He's better known, though, around the New York area by his drag name, Desmond is Amazing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Though still quite young, obviously, at 10, he's uh, first expressed an interest in dressing up in drag as a toddler. So you'd you'd want to encourage that, I think, right? I think anybody would tell you, yeah, go ahead, let him explore, Uh, you know, his tendencies there. That's fine. Uh, He's become somewhat of a celebrity on the drag circuit, actually. He's convinced that there are more kids out there just like him. So now he's launching House, H-A-U-S, of Amazing. The House of Amazing, the first and only drag club for kids where no adults are are allowed. He's a natural performer. Desmond has appeared in music videos with RuPaul and has also participated in the New York uh, Gay Pride Parade since 
2015. Now, at 10 years old, hmm. are you really providing? Are you really participating in a in a parade based on any sexuality? I wouldn't want a 10 year old participating in a, ho- a heterosexual parade. Mm-mm. You're. <sighs> Can we not at least get there? <laughs> Seriously, I mean. Why would you allow a 10-year-old to participate in in a parade based on your sexual preference? Your your th- that is insane. So this is That's a, insane. Does this club meet after school? Is it like chess club? Uh just down the hall, you know? Just- I hope so. It does I'm not really sure that they give the Or is it more like uh, Mickey Mouse club? Yeah, where you just like, or you just completely... show up from any neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't actually give those specifics on how you get involved, unfortunately, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ten year olds that are calling this show and saying, "Hey, how do I get involved in that? My parents really want to enroll me." <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. When Desmond was younger, <laughs> he would fashion bed sheets and towels into dresses and wigs, and would uh, clomp up and down the hallway in his mom's high heels. <laughs> Ever since day one, ever since I was able to walk, I used to take my mom's towels and take her heels and clump around the house. I'd put the towel on my head, wrap a towel around my body, and walk the runway down my house, he uh, revealed. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Walk the runway? Yeah. He's pretending like, to walk the right, runway. And how old was he when he was doing this nonsense? A toddler? Ever since day one, he was. ever since he was able to walk, he's done this. I didn't uh, even know what a runway uh, was when I was a toddler. At age five... Stop. He liked to play with trains, maps, video games, and Barbies. But when he was six, uh, an Elsa from Frozen costume changed everything. Desmond started asking his parents for princess costumes or dresses when they were out shopping. I don't know. Did they buy him the first? It doesn't really say how he became enchanted with the Elsa from Frozen costume and how that changed everything. Did his mom present him with that? Admitting they were concerned about how other people might perceive their son, Desmond's parents consulted a therapist for advice on what to do. The therapist advised them, of course, that the best course of action was to do nothing. Let (laughs) Desmond develop naturally and explore his own tastes. I love that. In clothing, toys, and activities. That's great. The parents' concern was what other people thought. (laughs) Right. Right. It wasn't the mental well-being of their child. Okay. Because mentally, there's nothing wrong oh, with this. Hell Keith. no. I don't even know why How I even dare you even bring that those into words it. together to form a sentence what that kind even of resembles that. What speech are we being subjected to by you? Sorry. I'll De- go to my uh, ideological training session after Thank the show. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, Desmond's love of dressing up didn't falter, and his first big break in drag came in 2014. So this is uh, 2018, but just barely. So let's say three years ago, he was seven years old. When he got his first big break in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Big break in drag. I'm hung up on that. He might have even been <laughs> six. <sighs> and he was featured in the music video for Jinx Monsoon's The Bacon Shake, which I don't have to tell you. The Bacon Shake is. No. no you, don't, uh, you don't have to tell me, remember? No. I don't have to tell you. Okay. <laughs> but if you remember, you remember uh, RuPaul and the B-52 lead singer, uh, Fred Schneider in oh. this video, right? Yeah, uh, I, I know. That's fr- the one Wait a minute. he was involved with. Desmond got into that video. Teen miles <laughs> to the love shack. shack. Oh. Love shack, baby. Oh. 
in June 2015, he took part in Gay Pride New York City. So, all right, you're talking two, two and a half eight, years ago? Was eight-ish? He was eight. <laughs> okay. Wearing a rainbow tutu and gold beret, and his appearance went viral. Well, of course his appearance went viral because, you know, like we're going to say that's a natural thing for an eight-year-old to do. <laughs> Again, we're talking sexual habits of a child here who shouldn't be subjected to any of that. Can we all agree at least on that as parents, as adults, no. as human beings, as a civilization? No. Can we agree that an eight-year-old shouldn't participate in any sexuality? No, not when there's an agenda involved, man. Come on. I just, I can't even believe this. Nothing sacred anymore. I mean, there's no innocence. I mean, it's... Right? Where does this end? It's good night. You're sexualizing a child here. Forget about the part that it's it's same sex or drag or whatever. No. Any sexualizing Seriously. of children, we should all agree, is not just wrong, it's despicable and immoral. I reach for the remote when a sexually suggestive uh, commercial or movie trailer comes on the TV. I don't care if it's hetero or homosexual, right. whatever. Who cares? Uh, right. I don't want my kid. I don't want to have that conversation at that Shouldn't particular point in time. I will choose the time and place to have all sexual discussions with my children. That's really sad. I that... don't need it forced upon me in the middle of a football game. I know. I know. And it's so weird uh, right now with all of these external factors bombarding our kids. Um, my, my granddaughter is five. So she's in kindergarten. And, you know, because of the things she's hearing at school, my daughter is saying, uh, my oldest daughter said, I, we have to talk to her about these things now. Yeah, well, you do. You do because of the external bombardment. But then you don't expect them to be sexualized in, in parades about sex. I think we can all agree. A gay pride Parade is about sex. Absolutely. Right? It's called the Gay Pride Parade. You're speaking specifically about a sexual act there. Children should not be involved in that in any way, shape, or form. If you had a heterosexual pride parade, they shouldn't be involved in that in any form. And th th you just conjured a memory in my head here. Talking about uh, the kindergartner, you know, you're already having to have that talk. This goes back a quarter century. It just hit me. Remember Jocelyn Elders in the Clinton administration mm. wanted kindergartners to learn how to put a condom on a cucumber. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. The, so and when was that? This, how this, long ago was that? That was right at the beginning of the Clinton administration. Yes, in the early 90s. Good so, gosh. so this is where we're at now, where we're celebrating a 10-year-old drag queen. We did, because because we didn't stop it then. We didn't stop it then. We, we were just like, oh, boy, give me a break. And now we're to the point where we're supposed to encourage kids to... Uh, run with their inclination to dress in drag and become parts of gay pride parades. I, I, I can't even imagine it. It's just unbelievable. Wow. If this isn't a sign of the fourth horseman of the apocalypse saddling up and getting ready, ready to ride through uh, through town, yeah, I don't know what is. I think three of them are already in the stirrups. <laughs> they are, yes. I think there's one guy who's They're just in the, like... in the town plaza right, right now. As soon as his horse gets done feeding, <laughs> he's like, all right. He's coming galloping through town. Tonight we ride. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. <sighs> I... I, there, there, there comes a point, Pat, You're where there speechless. are no more words to say. That's right. It's just 
I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, you, you can't express the outrage that you feel. <sighs> it just it would come out in too many four letter words. <laughs> what a time to be raising kids. And I, I, right, I, as as challenging as it is for me right now as a parent of children ages fourteen to nine, mm-hmm. I cannot even begin to fathom what their children's childhoods are going to be like. I know. It's like, good luck, kids. I know. Good luck. Call Un- me if you need any tips. Unbelievable. I, I got none to give. But it, you'll hear silence at the end of the phone. Yeah, I got <laughs> none to give. You can try, though. 888 like to talk about this. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns Uh on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93. 888-933-93. I suppose we'll be hearing from experts just how natural and non-problematic it is to encourage your children to get involved in a life of drag dressing, hmm. uh, cross-dressing, trans, trans-sexualism, uh, homosexual occurrence, even heterosexual occurrences when you're 10 years old. Really? Hmm. Is that Can that be where we are now? Yeah. Well, yeah, we are, because this 10-year-old is being trumpeted as, as some of it. And there, this is not against the 10-year-old. What is the matter with his parents? Why are you subjecting him to uh, parades that celebrate sexuality when he's a child? Can we not all agree on that, at least, that that is wrong? Please? I don't know that we can. Please. I mean, you and I can, but uh, help. <laughs> you, uh, I'll bet if you listen to liberals, I'll bet they're fine with this. I bet they think this is a healthy thing. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. What kind of hate speech are you being involved in? You need to be shut down. Yeah. Let the kid be who the kid wants to be. All well, right. Well, then I, I want that kid to not have to be forced to wear a seatbelt then. How about that one? And that's how we got to this place is because we didn't speak out and we because we were told that it was hateful to speak out against it. It's hateful. You can't, you can't talk like that. And it... it, it it made everybody cower in a corner and not say anything when we should have been standing up against it. If you can't even you can't even ride around in a in a car with your child without a safety seat, you can't just put him in the seatbelt up to I don't know what it is, 70 pounds now they're supposed to be in a safety seat. Mm-hmm. You can regulate that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you can't suggest that a 10-year-old shouldn't be involved in a gay pride parade. <laughs> Heaven help us. <laughs> Literally. Heaven help us, please. And then you've got this kind of nonsense uh, from this gender studies professor. Anytime it starts with, hey, a gender studies professor said, uh-huh. you know, it's going to be outrageously ridiculous. <laughs> Kazu Muda, a professor at Osaka University, he wrote on Twitter last month that two Disney movies portray, quote, obscene sexual acts on an unconscious partner. Hang on a second. Hang on. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, 
That's a, I believe it's a female. Just I don't want to oh, screw up the flow of the story there, but yeah. Kazoo Muda. Yeah. Oh, Kazoo is a... I guess I just naturally assumed Kazoo because the only Kazoo I've ever known is the teeny little alien person on the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wasn't little, that Kazoo? Yeah, the dude alien that showed yes. up in the Flintstones. Absolutely. Yeah, that, I yes. think that's about the time that uh, that show jumped the shark. <laughs> they introduced a little alien. Well, they had but, to introduce yeah. uh, a teeny little alien yeah. into that Stone mm-hmm. Age... <laughs> program well, I mean, when you you're say right. it like that you're right that's when the <laughs> flintstones yeah. jumped the shark but you're right his name was kazoo you're right so i'm sorry to throw you off here but <laughs> it's a every trick. time that happens to a show you uh-huh. know it's like the little cousin arnold from down the street that Thank now you. lives with you all of mm-hmm. a sudden or he just shows up at your house and walks in mm-hmm. show's almost over yeah i mean what same with Flintstones and Kazoo. Yep, Flintstones and Kazoo, Brady Bunch with Cousin Oliver. In fact, uh, wasn't Kazoo, he disappeared, and then he, re- he was only three inches or so. Yeah, big, I, right? I, And he floated in the mm-hmm. air. I think uh, Fred and Barney <laughs> were token or something. <laughs> I don't Smoking know. Smoking something? I don't know, man. At the bowling alley? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Okay, so she, Kazoo Muda, uh-huh. <laughs> also charged that the movies, these Disney movies, promote sexual violence. Sure. Good Golly, a complete translation of Muda's tweets reads, according to Japan Today, when you think rationally about Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, the tell of a princess being woken up by the kiss of a prince, they are describing sexual assault on an unconscious person. <laughs> Hold on. Can you start that uh, paragraph one more time? What was the first few words? Of when that? you think rationally about Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, I never think about Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Thank you. Rationally about a fairy tale that involves <laughs> a magic spell. It's crazy. <laughs> so stupid. But again, this is where we are. Uh huh. You might think I'm ruining the fantasy of it all, but these <laughs> no. stories are promoting sexual violence, and I would like everyone to be aware of it. Preach it, Kazoo. <laughs> Female kazoo, by the way. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. Of course. So, anytime you you picture kazoo in your mind, now think of this uh, woman in Japan. Uh-huh. No matter how you interrupt interpret those stories, what the prince did uh, is not sexual assault, according to one person who tweeted after reading the the uh, outrageous claim. You can't apply modern law or ethics to fairy tales. Thank you. <laughs> Nor should you even be trying. I mean, it's pathetic. So how did uh, Kazoo respond to the backlash in an article for the Women's Action Network? What, did you float around and give him a stern warning not to do that again, dum dumb? <laughs> oh, that that's, that's what he said, that his catchphrase? Right? I used to love that show. That's right. <laughs> wow, you have a better memory of that than probably any other person alive. Let's kick it. Um, so... She explained her, pers- her perspective on the issue is a type of literary, literary criticism that seeks mm. to overturn the male-centered view of the world, <laughs> which controls or underlies the works of these artists and expose the apparent sexual violence in male-centered fa- fairy tales. You've thought way too much about, <laughs> you about what you're seeing on a Disney out. movie. And I thought I was sheltered. Right. <laughs> There were many critical replies that state because the prince, the princess and prince lived happily ever after, there is a presumptive consent <laughs> regarding the kiss, so there's no problem. Now, that, too, is too much thought going into Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. Come on. <laughs> now, Muda says, however, this understanding is actually dangerous. 
This kind of thinking fabricates the mindset of the ends justify the means. And to what extent does this allow sexual violence to occur? You didn't take that into, no. into, into account, Keith, in your little rant. Nope, I did not. She finishes off, does Kazoo, by saying changing social recognition in this atmosphere is a tough job, but we need to keep speaking all the more. Yes, please. Give us more insanity just like that. And we'll talk about it because oh it must be discussed. Gosh. What a world. So, okay, so let me just let me just line this up here, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've learned so far today mm-hmm. that it's completely acceptable for a 10-year-old boy to be praised as a drag queen. Yes. In sexually charged parades. Actually held up as an example to others and uh, promoting a drag uh, scene, a drag club for kids, mm-hmm. 10 and under. Unbelievable, man. And uh, wow, a little cartoon kiss yes. is sexual, sexual assault. assault. Thank you. On a cartoon princess. Yes. So far, you've summed it up. Finally, fairly accurately. Appreciate okay. you uh, understanding what kind of shape we're in here. And this. it's a, it's a, it's a, woof, gonna be a wow. Boy, future is looking great, huh? Isn't it? Are you excited for the future, Pat? So bright, I gotta wear shades. Tell you <laughs> hey, that right now. That's pretty hip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is so frustrating. Maybe it's time to just uh, talk about the flex seal commercial that we were mentioning right before oh speaking of right before the christmas break Mm. we uh featured a show on december 15th that uh featured the best audio clips of 2017 and 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 back Mm -hmm. further so 2017 and beyond and it was fun and we took some uh took some calls and requests about it and so we got so much response to that that we decided hey let's do it again tomorrow so we're going to replay the December 15th uh, audio clip show tomorrow. You know Alex Jones is going to be featured prominently. <laughs> Don't miss out on uh, our special clips show. Audio clips from 2017 and the best of all time. Uh, and Very fun. You'll, you'll uh, be able to check that out tomorrow. Flex Seal, meanwhile. Mm-hmm. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> One of my favorite lines but from why? any commercial ever. Why? Why would I you saw this boat in half to show you the power of Flex Seal tape. I taped it back up and then I boated the Florida Everglades. <laughs> Woo, doggies. Uh, just one of the worst commercials ever recorded. Anyway, they had a Christmas edition and uh, a woman... You would, I guess, assume it was maybe a wife, and maybe that's not a good assumption in this day and age. Maybe it was a wife and a wife, or maybe she was a part of a polygamous relationship, or perhaps um, yeah. j- just some unknown person gave her flex seal yeah. for Christmas. You don't and pigeonhole yourself here. Look at the excitement on her face as she receives flex seal for Christmas. Okay. This holiday season, give them the Flex Seal family of products. Everyone loves Flex Seal. Wow. The easy way yeah. to coat, seal, and stop leaks fast. <laughs> this holiday season, give them the Flex Seal family of products. Everyone loves Flex Seal. Wow. The yeah. easy way to coat, seal, and stop leaks fast. <laughs> this holiday season, 
Give them the Flex Seal family of One products. more time. Everyone loves Flex Seal. Wow, the easy yeah. way to coat, See? seal, and stop leak spam. All right, we got look it. This. That's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, look, you you tried to warn us. How I much... said, do that. Do that. Somebody try that how and much... see what the reaction is. I did not. I didn't take it to heart. Much like you with Bitcoin, I didn't take your Flex Seal warning. No, you did to not. heart. And you know what? I didn't get that kind of reaction from Carrie <laughs> on Christmas morning. <laughs> and now, in hindsight, I see. Stupid move by me. Stupid. By not so you ordering did it. I didn't. Actually, oh, you no, I'm didn't. saying I didn't. So therefore, I wasn't able to elicit that well, kind of response from her. Ron, who is one of our producers on this show. Okay. Ron actually did take us up on uh, that tremendous advice. And he gave his wife. So you went to the trouble of wrapping it and everything. Or did you have it wrapped at the store? You wrapped it yourself? He, okay. Ron wrapped it himself. <laughs> And presented his wife <laughs> with a gift that just keeps on giving. I bet it does. Uh, and taped it, uh, recorded it. So here's <laughs> here's what happened as Ron's wife opened up that exciting package of Flex Seal. <laughs> Wait for the wow, yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Flex Seal. <laughs> Roof leaks and gutters, window seals, flashing, uh, hobby. What am I the hell supposed to use this for? I think that, that, that's the proper response. <laughs> what the hell? She didn't say, wow, yeah. Where's the wow, yeah? Where is the appreciation? Oh, my goodness. What an ungrateful wife, Ron. Right. Uh, I have... I apologize. I don't even know where I've you never met receipt? her as far as I know. Did I meet her at the Christmas party? I didn't. I apologize on her behalf for uh -huh. that reaction yeah. because you had the you were considerate enough to buy her for some flex seal. Yeah. Pre present it with love. Right. What do you mean? What are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to tape up your boat that you just sawed in yeah, half. I mean, that's, that's what a, you do with it. Doesn't need explanation. <laughs> you need to find a woman who actually appreciate your gifts of love, man. <laughs> You don't understand that it seals and cements leaks? I Where's your wife Ben? Yeah, I'm embarrassed for you, brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she did. Oh, okay. All She's right, going to well, use good. it at some point. So it took her a while to warm up to the flex seal, but she did eventually. Good, good, good. All right, that's a relief. <laughs> you know what? Next time you got a, a leaky gutter or something going on in the yard, and she brings it to your attention, Ron. Just say, hey, why don't you uh, break out the, some of that flex seal? Gave you the perfect Christmas gift for I mean, that. You're prepared for it. Let's go. Right now, you could even... Uh, I saw this boat in half. Saw a boat in half? Tape it back up with flex seal? It's ready to go back out on the water. I'm sorry. Can you please play? Hold on. Hold on. Listen to the way he says half at the very end. I saw this boat in half. Half. I mean, he's very excited about yeah, very, it, but not very nearly as excited, excited as uh, as the wife. woman as the woman on the commercial. But Ron's wife did I mean, not duplicate that excitement. I, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of because I I suggested it yep. based on her yep. reaction, yep. thinking every woman alive would love it, but apparently not. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what we got to thinking though, after after all of this, and we were talking about it yesterday, so. I frankly don't believe that the Flex Seal family of products does what they claim. No. The guy takes one piece, uh, a, a square of tape, Flex Seal tape, okay. 
and slaps it on a bucket that's not leaking water. Water is pouring out of a hole. Yeah. In the side of it. Okay. He slaps the tape on on the hole. He slaps it. As the water is gushing out, and it immediately seals it and closes it off and stops the leak. And you don't believe that that's true? And I don't believe it would be that effective. So we are going to put that to the test. I'm going to give Keith my credit card. We're going to order Flex Seal tape and maybe the entire family of products. Tell you what, can I order that with said credit card belonging to you? Hmm? After I I have to run a few errands and I'll come back and I'll we'll get no. this done. No. Uh, no. No, I'm gonna sit here and watch you order it and then I'm gonna immediately take my credit card back ah, from you. But we're gonna get some flex seal products in here and test it out for ourselves. <laughs> Fill a bucket full of water. Yeah. Gash a hole in the side. Oh of yeah, it, you gotta go through the whole motion. Seal it up with flex tape and see if because we did this with something else. It was the um what was that guy's name? Mm. Remember, he got busted for beating up a prostitute later. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vince? Vince! With the... Uh, yes! The, the cleaner thing? Vince with the cleaner thing, with the OxyClean or whatever uh-huh. it was. And uh-huh. we tried it out, uh-uh. and it did not work. That was a fail. And it was... <laughs> they were somewhat offended by that. Okay. We did, uh, I think, on patents, too, yeah. right? A few yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. And they, they got a cease and desist order against us for doing that. Wait for, for so, wait for just showing their for product showing the fact give them that a free airtime. It didn't do what they say it did, and proving it was false advertising, they were a little pissed <clears> off <throat> by that. So we're gonna we're gonna put Flex Seal and their family of products to the test. Wait, hold on, and not that this is possibly going to happen, but let's just say it suffers a a terrible fate and it does not stop the leak. And that bucket mm-hmm. of water is in the studio with carpet everywhere. Are we prepared for? Uh, what I mean, there's a 0.2% chance it's not going to work. Yeah. What's uh, going to happen? Well, we'll have to deal with the fallout afterwards. Because sure. we'll we're just... definitely going to try it. <laughs> uh, but if it doesn't work, I'm going to suggest that nobody saws their boat in half. Yeah, let's just wait for the <laughs> test before you start higgledy-piggledy sawing your weekend fun right in half. Exactly. And so hopefully we'll have that available uh, early next week here on Pat Gray Unleashed. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. How I love it. <laughs> How I love it. This guy's the new Vince or the new, who is the, who's the other guy who used to be on every OxyClean? Billy. Yeah, Billy. Billy. I'll think of it in a second. I met him a couple of times. He lived in Tampa when I was there. Yeah. Billy. And he died. Lose my yes, number? he did. Was it an overdose? Well, yes, but it was complications because really? he's had a couple of hip surgeries and he had a couple of back surgeries. Billy Mays. Had, Billy Mays. He had some, it was, yes, it was, but he made was, an incredible living from doing those. He was fantastic. Seems to me he was making a seven figure salary every year doing that. Uh, he was I, huge. Just know that when I met Billy, uh-huh. uh, the first time I went out to make sure that he would get into the radio station. Okay. Yes. And uh, I made sure he parked his rolls properly. Seriously. So, uh, rolls? so I mean, no, I, I think he was doing okay. 
Wow. Wait, he was still driving it? I think he was doing okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not like yeah. just a luxury car. That's yeah, not he like, couldn't afford a driver. That's okay. not like Audi. I mean, you're dealing with hundreds of thousands when you're talking Rolls Royce. You know, that's all I know. Who has a Rolls Royce? Nobody buys a Rolls Royce. There's a lot of Rolls in this neck of the woods, Pat Gray. I don't know if well, you're out riding around, but I'm telling you, there's... You know what I see all the time here in this way off topic, but uh, that I never saw anywhere else? Maseratis. Yes. And Lamborghinis. And Lamborghinis. There's there's a yeah. there's the a, Italian thing is really big yeah. here in Texas for some reason, and they for some reason really enjoy taking the tollway, uh, the express lanes. Mm-hmm. Well, because they can. Yeah, I don't want it scratched up when I'm out there. Yeah, I know, but it makes me. I mean, my car's you know I can do a good one ten, one twenty, but can you? Doesn't beat that. Probably not. No, Side panel start ripping off. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking about uh, putting Flex Seal to the test. Uh, Jeffy has. Uh, well, a, I was listening. An I, idea. I'm, I'm listening. I'm really busy right now, and I have my chewing the fat segment coming up in you know the bottom of the next hour. Oh, but right, I, which I you're preparing frantically I'm, for well, right I mean, now. No doubt. I am, and I've yeah. got other you know pressing yeah. issues, such as to deal with everything but, like um, such as everything <laughs> like. Well, you know, I'm almost done with the Justified series on Amazon. But anyway, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> an honest man. <laughs> uh, I was thinking that perhaps, uh, just a thought, uh-huh. that we could, uh, you know, make the Flex Seal uh, deal a Facebook Live event. Mm. And then you could cut it up the next day, obviously, and we could play and clips and do clips on, on the radio. But, right. uh, you know, we do a Facebook Live event and perhaps, you know, invite a few invite people. Invite perhaps? Well, I mean, if you want him, fine. Yourself? I don't really care for him much, but... The, uh, <laughs> it's not a bad fun. idea. Maybe we'll fun. do it that way. Maybe. Put it up on the channel. Not going to uh, commit to anything. Fun. But yeah. maybe. It'd be worth, you know, it's maybe a good idea. worth the thought. And, uh, you know, that way, that way we're doing it perhaps where we don't have to worry about the boat leaking right. uh, here in the studio. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, I'm concerned that there are some wires and things that don't need to be. Pat, uh, it's true. There's not. Now, I don't think that the boat is going to leak, but we might not flex seal it properly. Okay, that, yes, it could be operating <laughs> yeah. error. But there's not a Flex Seal, like, uh, gift pack, you know, like a care package. We'll just buy the you products. You buy individual things. I mean, Let me, okay, so do you want the Flex glue? The Flex Seal, let's say the tape, what does that cost us? Well, it's a 13, I'm sorry, $12.99. Okay. Tell me you're not excited the, about getting that as a gift. The Flex Seal can. Okay. The, what does that cost? Twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. They're all thirteen though. bucks. So we got to do the tape for sure because I want to try the. You want the tape? The bucket test. All right, all right. got the tape. Got the tape. Okay. Uh, we need, need the. A couple of products from each. You want the Flex Seal itself? I mean, the actual original in a can deal. The liquid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I want to see that become a big, yeah. thick piece of rubber. But are you talking about the spray can or are you talking about the paint? Uh. Liquid. I don't want. Pay, I, I want this. this, is, fl- this okay, is one thing. Card. Buy both. Double one damn thing. <laughs> I got some errors talking about. Before I do this, by give the me way. one. The small can of the Flex Seal liquid, and then small. the can of the spray on whatever. Here, just let me have the card. We'll and I'll go order. Yeah. Yeah. And no, we'll take no. Care of it. He's got some things that to do. Remember? That is not happening. No, um, I mean I'm busy, but I've got to take the card, and I'll. No, you're way too busy and... to do that. We're not going to ask you to do that. So go go about your business now. <laughs> but wait a minute. You don't want the blast off spray de-icer? No. Or the maximum traction glow. <laughs> it no. glows in the du- flex seal that glows in the glows dark. In the dark. Wow! I saw this boat in half. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, back to things that are driving us out of our mind, uh, including this ten year old uh, drag performer mm. who has started a drag club for kids. Just, I mean, incomprehensible. Um. And uh, we'd like to get your thoughts on uh, on that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
800-933-9393. Also, Meryl Streep is speaking out. We gotta, we have to tell you the Meryl Streep story because this is Hollywood hypocrisy at its best. Mm-hmm. You've you got to love it. She starts off talking about uh, Dustin Hoffman and Harvey Weinstein, but deftly turns it around to President Trump. We'll get into that coming up as well. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I saw this boat in half. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, the Flex Seal has been ordered. We're going to put it to the test. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if it works like it does on the commercial, where you just slap a piece of tape on sure. it and instantly stop water pouring out of a bucket. I have complete faith, but yes, we have. Uh... We've placed that order. I would call my faith in that less than complete, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm just being too cynical. I don't know. It's just, and of course, the Vince uh, products did not hold up to to the way they were advertised. So perhaps I shouldn't be casting those aspersions on this wonderful family of products. And by the way, we ordered those three things. It came to a total of fifty-two, but then magic. Happened. Magically, it yeah. went down to forty nine ninety five. Yeah, forty nine sixty five. Yep. So mm-hmm. maybe there's some kind of sale right now <laughs> on the Flex Seal family of products. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I'm I'm a cheap bastard, so maybe I found you a coupon code that you're not aware of. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that could be. That could be. I uh, got some tweets coming in. By the way, you can call, reach us here at 888-900-3393. We'll go to your calls in a second. Steve at Mock Tink says, uh, so the truth comes out about the real reason that Glenn Beck isn't back yet. He took Pat's advice and gave Flex Seal to Tanya for Christmas, and he's still recovering. <laughs> Either that or there's also a rumor that he's actually... No, no, don't say it. Please don't. ...quit radio uh, to sell facial cream. Did he? Yeah. Him and Stu. Yeah. They didn't Selling even invite cream. us to be a part of their LLC. Not. It's doing too well. And uh, so they got into the facial cream wow. phenomenon uh, with... Uh, what's her face from uh, F- Fixer Upper? Oh, Joanne, yeah. uh, Joanna Gaines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Judy Chapel says, "I'll buy a boat to cut in half for you guys and repair with flex tape as long as you make Jeffy take it out on the water to test it." Done. <laughs> what's your credit card number? I'm not sure a boat is going to be seaworthy even without sawing it in half first. Uh, when Jeffy is a part of it, <laughs> it may sink on its own merit. Uh, Jackal McDragonface mm. at Lone Wolf 2965. Is that a Star Trek reference? I think that's a... Is that a... <laughs> You're looking at me for any kind of reference to pop culture? Uh, the first rule of kitty drag mm-hmm. is don't talk about kitty drag. <laughs> there you I go. guess for sure. 
And Malinak Mouse at Malinak Mouse, this is the guy who makes fun of you, I believe. Oh, or person, no, I don't know if it's a... That's a mouse that lives in my attic. What do you mean, person? Uh, says, Pat Gray, forget about the uh, Trump-Bannon battle. There's a bigger battle you need to worry about. Keith versus Mouse. Mm, yeah, okay, that's cute. Um, I do have a question, though, for Malinak Mouse living in my attic. It's been quiet up there for a few days, so um, how's your soul? <laughs> Is it perhaps dead? It's probably in rodent heaven right now. So something you did worked. And and what was it? I, I don't think flex that you even... I flex sealed all of the openings where the mice were getting in. Ah, that'll do it. That's what it was. You can sure. even repair your roof if you've seen some of those commercials sure. yeah. with flex seal tape. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing product. Now they're out in the cold. And we're going to make sure that that's the case. <laughs> uh, by the way, tomorrow, if you happen to miss our December 15th show, where we featured our greatest, greatest audio, audio clips from 2017 mm. and beyond your chance to see it again, listen to mm-hmm. it again, enjoy it again, and hear all of the Alex Jones stuff as well <laughs> tomorrow right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Catherine in Arkansas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yes. Hey. Hello, Pat. How Hi. are you? Doing well. Thank you. And you? Good. Well, I'm wonderful. But this Good. flex steel thing and that boat, we owned a marina for 40 years. And that man is out in that boat, zipping down a huge lake, and he does not have a life jacket in the boat. <laughs> That's against the law. You should have a ticket. And it makes other people think, uh, maybe he just thinks he has that much faith in flex steel. Right. But that doesn't mean he can break the law. That's You're right. You're absolutely right. I have wanted to have, I was going to write a letter. I was going to call Flex Steel, but I hadn't gotten around to it. So you may give me this perfect opportunity to get the facts straight. Well, uh, let us know what happens after you contact Flex Steel, if you ever get around to it, because I'd love to hear the response. Uh, appreciate the call, Catherine. That's a good catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I know I know the Flex Seal guy is probably super confident, and they didn't want to show that they weren't super confident in Flex Seal's ability to keep the boat from sinking because it might have looked bad for him, right, to put a yeah. a life jacket yeah, on. I mean, like, eh, we're not sure this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but as Catherine said, that doesn't mean you can break the law. Right, and setting a bad example for children. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want my kids getting um, – upset about little princesses being kissed awake um, just such such an amazing they shouldn't have to worry about the man in the boat not wearing a life jacket (laughs) right uh mike in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi yeah i actually work for a basement company we do waterproofing foundation repair and one of our customers saw the commercial where they were going to put flex seal on i love where this is headed i love where this is headed Okay, so yeah, they had well, foundation problems. Thousands of dollars for us to do the work that we do, and he's figuring, hey, it's been 13 bucks a can. I can fix this myself. <laughs> so I come back a few months later, and there look like about 100 balloons the size of hand grenades stuck to the inside of his wall because it's rubber, and they all expanded full of water. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. Well, no, it's amazing. He said, hey, no, it's just air. So I took my knife and popped a hole in it for him, and the water started leaking out all over his basement. So he he put he put it against the leaks, and it, it did fill up the flex seal, but the, sex, the flex seal didn't break, though? No, it expanded like balloons. That's kind of interesting. So all that water hmm. was trapped. Average cinder block will hold almost two gallons of water. He had... Hundreds of gallons in his walls. My gosh. 
Yeah, but hey, for thirteen bucks. For thirteen bucks? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. All right. Uh, what yeah. did it cost him to actually fix it? Eight grand. Whoa! Wow! No wonder he tried Flex Seal first. <laughs> All right. Thanks, yeah, Mike. So, yeah. I mean, it's not cheap though to fix your foundation. No. Good golly. <sighs> Eight thousand bucks when thirteen dollars should have done the trick. Yeah, but uh, you made a purchase for forty nine sixty five. Okay, does that include shipping? That's a grand total. Nice. So we'll see if right, it's... Give me back my card. What What now? Yeah, give me back my card. I gave it to you during the break. No, it's, it's sitting right there on your computer. Oh. It's sitting right there. I had yeah, a few I'm errands. looking right at it. I had a few errands it. to I'm run. Sure you did. I'm sure you did. There you uh, go. Fine. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Um, under Trump, things are looking up for the coal industry, as you may expect, because... Barack Obama's thing was, sure, the coal industry can keep going, and I've got nothing against the coal industry. Now, they might go bankrupt because of my policies, but so be it. It, That was kind of his attitude. Uh, However, now the future looks a little bit brighter. Changes in policy, regulation, and markets are contributing to a stronger domestic coal industry. Now, some environmentalists might think that's a really bad thing. Clean coal is... A pretty decent alternative. And and that, I mean, it's much cleaner than it used to be. The coal of today is not the coal of the 1800s. Um, the U.S. economy growing again. Global economic activity is increasing. And the business prospects of other countries <clears throat> that use our coal for electricity, steel making, and a bunch of different industrial purposes uh, are much, much better now because of the Trump policies. Coal experts are coal... <laughs> Exports were up a whopping 70% year to year. Wow. Some new U.S. coal mines have opened and others are expanding, adding good jobs and tax revenue for the states and localities. According to the Department of Energy's Energy Information Administration, year to day, 2017, U.S. coal production has increased by about 8% over 2016. Coal mining employment is trending in a similar fashion. It's interesting how the policies from one president to another can be so important. Uh, that's it's incredible. The path for coal's comeback, <clears throat> obviously driven by Donald Trump's dramatically vision, uh, dramatically different vision than Obama's about development of our coal and and the industry. The other thing that used to have such a bad rap, you know, natural gas is a big deal here, and we've got ample supply of that we've got to take care and take advantage of our natural resources it's one of the great things about living in america is we've got so many of them and then to be hampered by nope we're just we're going to do wind and solar and that's it okay well good luck with that first of all it's going to be amazingly expensive and it's not going to be anywhere near as effective as what we've been doing yeah kudos to the two homes that will be powered by that solution (laughs) The, the wind and the solar? <laughs> right. Yeah. God. I think two is a, an exaggeration. I rounded up. I rounded up. I didn't <laughs> want to say 1.4. I mean, it's just kind of weird that. Yeah. Uh, 888-900-3393. <clears throat> also, in the wake of the sexual harassment allegations facing a myriad of people, but uh, in particular, Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep, is talking about when she did the movie uh, Kramer versus Kramer with him. Um, in an interview with the New York Times, Streep said when you're an actor, it's tricky when it comes to shooting scenes because you have to feel free. However, on the first day of filming, 
on the set of Kramer versus Kramer, Streep shot a scene with Hoffman where he, I don't know if this was improvised or what, but on the first take, he slapped her. And they used it, so it obviously worked. <clears throat> she says now that that was overstepping. Uh, so then they asked her about <clears throat> the Harvey Weinstein allegations. Now this is a woman who's been around Hollywood for 45 years or so. And she's been a massive star for that amount of time. Underlings in the industry all knew about Harvey Weinstein. Everybody talked about it. Uh, Seth MacFarlane did an episode about uh, the problems with Harvey Weinstein. So even he knew about it. He's not at the level of Meryl Streep. She feigns ignorance. She claims ignorance when it comes to Weinstein. Oh, I heard the rumors, but I I didn't know anything like that was true. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of like how we're going to sound when Jeffy finally gets busted. But continue. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> continue. Oh, sure. There were rumors. How were we supposed to know? I mean, it's not An like... An actual dirtbag? No. I mean, him. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. She says, I didn't know in any way that he was actually abusing people. Hmm. He never asked me to a hotel room. Well, of course he didn't ask you. <laughs> Nobody would ask Meryl Streep to come to their hotel room. <laughs> she says, I don't know how his life was conducted without people intimately knowing about it. Exactly. Like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> are, you, are, you are you piecing this together, Meryl? Unbelievable. <laughs> then she says, but when it comes down to it, she doesn't want to hear about her silence on Harvey Weinstein. I want to hear about the silence of Melania Trump. Nice. That's so great. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from her. And I want to hear from Ivanka. I want them to speak now. I, I, I love how she's got no culpability. There's no responsibility falling on her shoulders. There's no ownness on her behalf. But she wants to hear from Melania Trump. Uh, is there any evidence other than the words of Donald Trump that he's done any of these things? That he's actually physically gone through with any of this stuff? No, it's just like the Harvey Weinstein thing. It's all alleged. But she does an effective job in turning the discussion around on somebody she doesn't like and ignoring her culpability entirely. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Earlier today on the, when we were filling in for Glenn, talked about the possibility of of 2018 and Trump uh, not running. Actually, for the 2020 election, but it'll start in 2018. And who would be a a really uh, formidable candidate for the Republican Party? Because it seems to me uh, that Donald Trump effectively destroyed the presidential aspirations of about 17 men in this country. And one of them, I, I kind of feel like, was Ted Cruz. Could he win again? I, I, don't, I don't know if he could win the nomination now. I don't know. But right now, according to an internal poll being done, Ted Cruz 
is 18 points ahead of his Democrat challenger, Beto O'Rourke. I don't, I don't, are you familiar with Beto O'Rourke? Pat, nobody is. Right. I mean, and it's only 18 points. Um, the poll shows Cruz at 52%, and the Democrat, he's a U.S. rep, Beto O'Rourke at 34. So 52 <laughs> 34. The Cruz campaign internal poll was obtained and published by the Houston Chronicle. It has a 13 percent uh, plus or minus, or 13 percent actually of the people that were polled were undecided voters. O'Rourke is currently um, from the El Paso area. Hmm. He's in Congress. He's but like we just realized is completely unknown among <laughs> most people. Right. I have no idea who that is. You would think that Cruz would be up by 20 or 30 points at this point. Um, and that's good. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, but he's only up by 18, I so mean, I'm not sure that is good. Well, that's, that's good, right? Uh, we'll see, I guess. It feels good. Uh, no? You, so you're not comfortable, huh? I'm not, I, because, again, I think he should be up by a lot more than 18 <laughs> against an unknown Democrat in Texas. I'm not going to lose to a guy named Beto. Now, if if we're talking about Massachusetts and the Republicans up by eighteen, I'm feeling pretty good about that. But I don't, I'm not sure that's a great story for him. See, you think I, it is? I read it the other way. I and I particularly like this stat. The poll found only thirty two percent of voters polled knew who he was. Beto Rourke guy, yeah, yeah, Beto. And we're among the sixty eight percent who don't know. Right. And, I, I have no idea who this guy is. And ninety nine percent recognition for Cruz. I mean, think about well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but let's think about that. Is this a good thing? Because I'm, I'm actually I'm just talking this through. If if basically the entire state of Texas knows who Cruz is and he's up at 18 uh, by 18 points um, uh, already, I think that's good considering how he's been dragged ruthlessly through the mud by basically the head of his party. True. So I'm looking at this as a positive. Yeah, I like that spin on it. Keith, I like that. Woohoo! You've, you've helped me feel a little bit better about it. Okay, good. Not sure I'm entirely convinced, but sure. I feel a little better. <laughs> good. All right. Also, um, <clears throat> CNN has tackled a wildly important story. We all know how uh, CNN only does really hard-hitting investigative news when it comes to Barack Obama. Uh, they've delved into his favorite books and songs of the past year. Hmm. While he has not been in office, this is an important story. Is the that Communist needed... Manifesto at the top of that list, <laughs> or where are we? Uh, you know, probably he's already read that so many times. Sure. I don't. Think this that is the books he his... just got into last year. Exactly. My bad. But they write, freed from the daily pressures of the presidency, Barack Obama seems to have filled the time with reading and music. Noting that on New Year's Eve, Obama listed what books and songs he's been consuming. That's <laughs> isn't that wonderful. Among his reading selections, political charged, politically charged novels like The Power, uh, depicting a dystopian world where women can emit deadly electrical, electrical jolts. That sounds like a real page turner. Uh, and then there's Exit West by Mohsin Hamid. That tells the story of refugees transported from their war-torn country through magical portals. Huh. Uh, wait, I'm so, wait, what was that again? <laughs> Hold on, wait, what? At first I thought that was going to be, you know, like a real life thing. Okay, what is it? Exit West by 
Mohsin Hamid. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. And it tells a story of refugees Mm -hmm. transported from their war-torn country through magical portals. Magical portals. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you know Nadia and Saeed, right? How they fall in love in a distant, unnamed city. I mean, they're just like any other young couple, Pat. Is this in the book Exit West? Uh, this is the uh, summary of the book. Okay. But soon bullets begin to fly. Oh, no. Fighter jets streak the sky and curfews fall. Mm. As the spell of violence spreads, they flee their country, leaving behind their loved ones. It's a good thing that Obama beat the rush and got that book before yeah. everybody else found yeah. out about it, because now you know it's not going to be now, on the shelves. Listen to this. <laughs> it sounds Quote, too good. Geography is destiny. You have a bumper sticker, do you not, that says, Geography is Destiny? It, in fact, uh, takes up most of the hood of my car. I was so proud of... <laughs> big block letters. Yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh, look but at I... this. They need to hide... Play. They pass through magic doors, like you said, mm-hmm. rather than unmooring the story from reality. That's literally written by the publisher after the line, They pass through magic doors. <laughs> Rather than unmooring the story from reality, this device, as well as a few other fantastical touches, makes this book more poignant and focused, pointing our attention to the emotions of exile rather than the mechanics. Wow. Spellbinding. Yeah. They, uh, Spellbinding. This is, um, this is good stuff. I will not be reading this, however. Well, you're not going to have a chance to because I'm sure our listeners have beaten a path already to Books A Million, Barnes & Noble if it's still open, Oh, shoot. They're Look at this. Ordering it online. Yeah, Amazon sold out. Darn it. Oh, shoot. Is that, can I get a dang darn dang it? Dang. No. No. Uh, no. Sorry. It's not, <laughs> not organic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't get to just say dance monkey. Uh, and now, a federal grand jury handing down indictments for special counsel Robert Mueller doesn't appear to include any supporters of Donald Trump. According to a witness who recently testified before the panel, the grand jury room looks like a Bernie Sanders rally. Maybe they found these jurors in central casting or at a Black Lives Matter rally in Berkeley, California. Of the 20 jurors for this Russia probe, 11 are African-Americans. Two were wearing peace (laughs) T-shirts. This doesn't bode well for for this investigation (sighs) to end up well. Uh, the Washington, D.C. Grand Jury, which meets only on Fridays. That's a good gig if you can get it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, listen to the makeup of the room. It's exactly what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Handed down its first indictments in October, charging Paul Manafort uh, and also his partner Rick Gates with money laundering and failing to register as foreign agents. They both pled not guilty. Uh, it doesn't sound like Trump's going to get a fair shake on this. Or any of his people, or anybody from the campaign. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, though. And murders have skyrocketed in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, after police have backed off because of Black Lives Matter. I'm afraid that that's going to be the that's going to be the fallout from this movement. Mm. Is the police are just not they're not going to be as involved to try to uh, prevent uh, things from happening. Some residents. Uh, Here's what they're saying. Some residents attribute the high murder rate to relaxed police patrols in Baltimore following the, you know, high profile cases of people like Freddie Gray um, being arrested in Baltimore. The Reverend Kinji Scott, a pastor there who held positions in local government, says the opposite needs to happen. 
We wanted the police here. We wanted them engaged in the community. We want, we didn't want them beating the hell out of us. We didn't want that. <laughs> That's not a good way to, to get police on your side. He's among activists who are calling for police reform to reduce the violence in Baltimore and several other high crime cities across the U.S. that he says haven't seen any change. That change begins with a conversation between the communities directly involved. We need the frontline police officers and we need the heart of the black community to huh. step to the forefront of this discussion. Yeah, and you need to be telling the truth huh. that fewer blacks than whites are shot by police every year. And you you have to face the fact that many of these incidents involving uh, police shootings have been completely misrepresented by Black Lives Matter. The hands up, don't shoot, for instance, springs immediately to mind. Hands up, don't shoot from Ferguson. Didn't happen. The guy didn't put his hands up and say, don't shoot. He instead went after the cop and punched him in the face and then started menacingly coming forward for him again. And countless black witnesses to this event attest to that fact. Almost everybody who was there said the same thing. So, ugh, don't tell me about, you know, you just don't want the police to beat the crap out of you. How about telling the truth? Let's just stand up and tell the truth. Yes, there are instances where there have been, I mean, of course, in every walk of life, you're going to have some bad apples. But overall, the police have just been misrepresented in this whole situation. 888-900-3393. We'll chew the fat with Jeffy next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Also, again, it wouldn't matter if you sawed the boat in half or not. You don't want Jeffy in the boat because it's going to sink. It's going down. <laughs> flex seal, no flex seal. The thing is sinking. Uh, time for, oh, which has nothing to do with the title of this segment, but here's uh, Jeffy with chewing the fat. I mean, boats float. Yeah, they do. Normally. Generally so speaking. If you're right. in it. Depending on... Who's getting in it? Yes. It's physics. It should be. There are certain people who shouldn't get into boats on water. <clears throat> Bad things happen. Even with Flex Seal. Even with, <laughs> even with Flex Seal. Anyone even if you don't line? saw the boat in half huh. first, you just got a healthy boat and it's brand new and you put it on the water. But certain people getting into that uh, would cause it to sink. So, really? Uh, strange. <laughs> yeah, it is strange. I don't know what happens. Why would why'd that come some to kind mind? Of process. I don't know. It's like osmosis or something i don't know <laughs> so uh congratulations uh to tweet from our president donald j trump uh, a verified account by the way uh dow just crashes through twenty five thousand. congrats mm. first time ever mm-hmm. big cuts in unnecessary regulations continuing good yes absolutely good, good. your bitcoin is now at uh, under 15 
Oh, about 14-7. Time to jump in. It is. It's time to get in. You know, during... uh, Time to get in. During the Christmas break, I was reading on a... I think, was it the Monday after... It was the Tuesday after Christmas, I believe. And the, the, the previous Friday... Bitcoin had gone from sixteen thousand to ten thousand. But by Tuesday it was back up to sixteen thousand okay. again already. Right. And you're saying now it's at fourteen seven? Yeah. So it's pretty volatile. Lately. So you got in when it was at ten? Right, Pat? Uh, I'd love to say yes. Well what what I did is I got in I got in when it was ten and then I sold when it was fourteen, then I got back in when it was eleven. I I was holding up to it right now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a short selling. I mean, it's a, it's 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 investment talk. I don't want to get I too into it. It mentioned before break that I called my guy on this. I called the guy who does yeah. the investing for me, and, and I said, uh, "What do you think about well, that, Bitcoin?" He's like, "Oh, it's a commodity." I, yeah, I know. But thank you. What do you think about it? Is it a good investment? Well, no, we don't look at it as a good investment because over the long term, it, it may or may not even uh, work out into a currency. Which is what they say. I said, right, but if you got into it at 300, if you had the foresight If you to got into that, it a year, first of all, I saw some charts. It's uh, 16,000 now. I saw some charts uh, over, the, uh, over the vacation, the holiday break, and I'm not sure. I, I can't find it now, but I, I could find it by tomorrow. That gives you the rundown. If you would have purchased... Uh, oh, a year, man. you know, from, from right. a, just a year ago, just a year ago, when it was about what a thousand. And it had or a something. list of all the uh, the cryptocurrencies, yeah. and if you'd have bought, you know, spent two hundred dollars on each one of those a year ago, where you'd be at today, um, it was more than the money you would have put in, a lot more. Uh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, a lot more. So yes, it's very volatile, but you know, that's it's. So, they tell you that. I mean, that's what they're telling you, right? Get in. Yes. Kind of pay attention. Just Don't put everything out. in. Put you know put yeah. what you can afford in. Right. So I've I've got a question for Pat. Um, is your financial advisor giving you the pros and cons, or is he trying to talk you out? Sounds no, like it, more out of uh, it. Yeah, he was I believe down on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, interesting. Um, look, if you'd like, Pat. Uh huh. Now I'm just going to go out of limb here. You know, we're mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? We're Co-workers and you know, yes. friends, associates. Friends. Sure, you know. Look, I'll, We're I'll, put, I'll put some of your money. Uh, I'll take care of the investing. <laughs> yeah, thank uh, you. Hold on, hold on. He's I being ambiguous. So, hold on. Put it, yeah, look, yeah. I know you're busy. Uh-huh. I know you're busy. You got a lot, of, uh-huh. lot of things on your mind. Right. A lot of things going on in your life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you don't want to be bothered. Right? Yeah. So, give me what you can put in, and I'll take. How about this? You give me a list of the restaurants you're going to be eating at this year, and I'll invest in all of them. Why would that? Why would that? I don't know. This seems like a good Why? investment to me. I don't, no particular reason necessarily. <laughs> huh. I mean, Go I ahead. Do what, that. What is your story? It's better than throwing just a dart at the wall. I tell you that. So you were talking about the young boy that set up the first ever drag club uh, for children, which uh, I mean is tremendous. Uh, just tremendous, and you know he talked about being. Isn't that wonderful? His old ten-year-old uh, rap. Isn't that wonderful? Even, ever since he was a little kid, even before he was ten, he would wrap his. Uh, you know, not that he's a little kid now at ten. Right. But uh, he would wrap his mother's towels around his body and don her heels and unleash his inner sass. Pretend like he was going down the and runway. You know what? I, there, abs- there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, there really is. With him pre- pretending? Uh, yes, I mean just no, goofing I mean, off at the house, big right. whoop. <clears throat> yeah. It's when we're. Indulging in, por- Indulging in gay pride parades. And, and, that and that's because, you know, if you look around the world, like, um, I don't know, the website uh, Trans Kids, 
mm. uh, where you can uh, find uh, small prosthetics for your children to wear to pretend they're the other sex. What? Um, you know, you can find oh. uh, you can find there's YouTube channels, uh, queer kid stuff uh, that are just promoting all of it. Mm. I mean. It's funny how we keep getting hammered on uh, what can and can't be aired on YouTube and taking down. But this is uh, this is all. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's this just is, fine. This is tolerance. That's unbelievable. This man. is tolerance and uh, open-mindedness is what this is. Wow. Now, when I filled in for you uh, when you <clears throat> left uh, mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. <laughs> on the holiday vacation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about a family, and you'll appreciate this family from Arizona, Pat. Uh, the uh, adult female um, was a male and the adult male uh, was a female and the child girl was a boy and the child boy was a girl um this is a family in arizona very it's the trans family. <laughs> it is the trans family and uh wow. he kept the father wow the father who is now the, the female okay. kept waiting for makeup and women's clothing to feel right but you know this never happened he got married had the kids and then when daniel was introduced to a world he had never heard, to a word he'd never heard before, transgender. He finally looked up and said, "Oh my gosh, my kids are trans and I'm trans too." And so, they're one big happy family now. Mm-hmm. Um, they all came out, and at the same time, Daniel met Shirley, who was volunteering at a nonprofit for parents of trans youth. And so now they're just one. Uh, uh, Daniel explained that they're actually very traditional. <laughs> Oh, that sounds as traditional as you can get. So I just want to me. <laughs> These days it does actually. <laughs> this is absolutely wow. amazing. And I really don't have a big deal about, you know, if they look, if you feel that you want to be a girl or a man or opposite or a dog or a cat or a bird, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, don't, I, don't I really don't. I want to really don't. I just don't want to pay for it. Mm. I don't want my money paying for it. You know what I mean? The, 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 is that too much to ask? I don't I, apparently it is. is. Yes. Yes. It yeah, is. Apparently it is. Yeah. And I'd like to know, I, I don't know who's funding the nonprofit parents of trans youth. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that money comes from. Um, I don't know. They're going through this transition of uh, the mother and the father and the two kids uh, going through transitions. And the girl who was a boy is, looks like uh, in the photo is, uh, has some sort of a disability. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, Guessing, and again, I could be wrong, that they're getting some sort of help. Wow, you're from a the government. I like this side of you, and I would like to not pay for it. Is all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just don't want to pay for it. Aren't you a selfish <laughs> bastard? Don't want to pay for it. And that's a, just, a, just. I know you hadn't seen it. We put it up during the show when I filled it up. Selfish I just wanted you to bastard. See the traditional families. People. Want to make a change in their life, and and you're such a hate monger. That no, they can make the change. I just don't want to pay for it. don't want to pay for it. They can oh, make the change. I, I don't want to pay for it. You're above helping the trans family. <laughs> huh. Okay. This is amazing. You look at the photo. And, That's the word. And uh, it's amazing. You know what comes to mind, Pat? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, very traditional. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words are exactly what come That's to what mind. That's what you were thinking. Wow. What else can you say about Where that we're story? At, baby. I know. Wow. Uh, in other news, uh, Philip Morris, uh, proud uh, proud company. Uh, 
tobacco company, Philip Morris International, has made a dramatic New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to give up cigarettes. What? The maker of such cigarettes as Marlboro, L&M, Parliament, Chesterfield, took out full-page ads in uh, newspapers in the United Kingdom and said its ambition in 2018 is to build a smoke-free future and eventually stop selling cigarettes. Wow! Now that must mean that's that amazing. They're making they'll make they're going to make a ton more money in the alternatives that they want people to smoke, like the e-cigarettes <laughs> and the smoke right. and all the other smoke-free alternatives that they're trying to. <laughs> Are push. they into the vapor thing? Yes, <laughs> means they got a business plan. <laughs> you aren't lying. Tobacco is costing way wow. too much money. Interesting. That is very interesting. Nobody really believes it, but I really do think I believe it. I believe that they're doing it. Yes. Uh, they can say, you know, it's for health or reasons or whatever they want. But mm-hmm. uh, really, it's because, uh, in my opinion, their business plan, they're going to make a lot more money selling the, the vapes and the e-cigarettes. And why bother mm-hmm. growing tobacco when yeah. you can do all the, the other way, right? Yeah. So good luck. Good luck. Yeah, it's amazing. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, you know, we a lot of times we joke around about uh, children taking uh, – uh, medicine to straighten out. A lot of schools have kids, uh, you know, lined up to take their ADHD medicine. In the past, you know, the past, I don't know, fifteen years, maybe longer maybe than twenty. They mean, were they they were insisting on. Uh, yeah, I guess our so. Elvis too. Elvis is twenty eight. My oldest son. So Back they in the were early trying 90s. to they were trying to pump him up with that as well. Yeah, they wouldn't let right. him into class if he didn't have right. his Ritalin. Well, um, yeah. One of the things I mean, that got us into homeschooling was. That very issue. We fought with, it's funny that you say that because I remember mm-hmm. now, I mean, we fought with uh, uh, doctors because uh, Elvis, you know, was, uh, you know, um, I mean, you just move around kind of kid. Yeah. I mean, hyperactive. Uh, yes. I mm-hmm. mean, like there were times where, like, I bet you can't run around the house 10 times in a minute. Go. <laughs> and I'd open up the fences and he'd run around the house 10 times. Nope, you didn't make it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way he was. But now the kids uh, in schools, they've got a new plan. Uh, dozens of schools in Texas, Oklahoma, California, testing out a new plan. Oh, what? An extra recess time. Yes, the schools are saying that it's paying off these test schools. Uh, instead of cutting back on recess time mm-hmm. and ramping up on Ritalin, mm-hmm. uh, yes, they're giving more recess time. Instead of 20 minutes of recess a day, the kindergartners and first graders get an hour broken up into four 15-minute breaks, okay, in addition to the lunchtime. And the breaks are also not controlled recess, you know, where you got to play a game or kickball or anything. It's just go mm-hmm. out and play. Just go play. Go climb around, swing, run around and play. Mm-hmm. And it has proved uh, so far uh, great. The kids are less fidgety in class. They pay more attention. They're learning better, and apparently there's some schools in Europe that are doing the very same thing, and their scores have been through the roof. So here in America, we're looking at it like, hmm, hmm. you know, that's probably a yeah, it's a great idea, pretty good idea. Seems to make sense. It sure does. It sure does. That would help a lot. Um, and uh, I would uh, look. You know, I love you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Write this day down. Wait and, a uh, second. You know, you mean a lot. an emotion here. Know, you mean a lot to me. Obviously, this is the lottery nonsense about to uh, spill out of your face. But I'm not going to be here. <laughs> You're not going to be here? <laughs> you last, all be here Monday. This is my last week. It's your last week. That's my last week. Because the drawing is on Saturday. That's my last week. Saturday? Well, well Friday and Saturday. Million Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, Friday and Saturday. Pretty yeah, confident, uh, aren't you? Friday is uh, $445 million. Okay. And uh, Saturday is uh, 550 
uh, right now, as of right now, probably both of those will go up before the drawing. Oh, I Weren't bet. you confident about last night's drawing? Good luck, but you know what? That wasn't enough. Okay. okay wait, the, what? The, did eh. you did you play last night? The prize wasn't enough. Well, I happened to have a ticket, but just happened to wait. Did you find it, or I, what? I don't understand how you happened. I had a ticket, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you don't win. It's very disappointing. But you know what you never do. I, one thing I've I've stopped doing, like if you say uh, I'll take a quick pick of a uh, whatever number, or I want a particular lottery, and they print up a wrong one, mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh, that's the wrong one." Take it. You always take it. Why? Because that could be the winning one. I could be the winning ticket. As an example, uh, a Jersey mom uh, in Man- stopped in Manhattan and asked a convenience store for a dollar scratch-off ticket. But instead, we gave her the $10 ticket by mistake. And she said, oh, I just decided to buy it. He gave me the wrong ticket. Mm-hmm. I felt bad. It was a $10 ticket. I just bought it. In fact, I just used it as a bookmark for a week or so. Um, uh, she scratched it off. Uh, her winnings are going to be uh, 19 annual payments of $260,000 and an additional extra payment of $60,000. Oh. And then on top of that, she's going to continue to receive an annual net payment of $172,068 for the rest of her life. Wow. <laughs> hell of a bookmark. That's a hell of a bookmark. I know. <laughs> How <clears throat> great would that be? I know. Gave her the $10, uh, oh, the $10 set for life ticket. And nice. it was the winner. Jeez. How sweet is that? I mean, good for Very, her. It's pretty cool. But I mean, pretty cool. I know. Now she's uh, she's living in Jersey, and I know she's got kids and everything. But I don't know where hubby is. I mean, if she wants to, you know, call. <laughs> um, aren't you already <laughs> spoken for? It seems I mean, you're married. I mean, now I am. Right. But, you know, never. T- but if she calls, things you happen. Could, you can work that out. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> things happen. You just don't know. Right. You right. don't. You know, I've been meaning to get to the story all week. Do you remember Chicken Man? Oh, yeah. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. We lost him. We lost Chicken Over the holidays. Yep. He died. I just wanted to say rest in peace. What was that guy's name? Uh, Uh, Dick Orkin. Yes. Dick Orkin. I've been meaning to get to it all week. It's been in my pile. I just wanted to say goodbye. One of the best all time. He he was a big advertising. Advertising. A big ad guy. Everything. Yeah. Did a lot of commercials. Yes. Did Chicken Man. Did a few other things. Get this. At one point. Brilliant. At one point. 250 episodes. uh, Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, of Chicken Man, and he had uh, how many, how many episodes? I mean, he had like all kinds of affiliates uh, airing the Chicken Man every day. It, it was, yeah, I bet it was hundreds of three hundred and twenty-six markets. How many? Three hundred and twenty-six markets, six countries. And that's in the old days before syndication was super common. Yeah, before that kind of stuff happened all the time. That's an accomplishment. That's pretty good. Yeah, he was good. Anyway, he uh, died. Anyway, yes. how old was he? He was. Uh, was the old chicken man here? I know you were going to ask me too, and I forgot what the heck how old he was. He was uh, he was living in California at the time. Yeah, that's that wasn't the question. The question was not and where he did was, he live when and he died. He was living in California at the time, and the chicken man was uh, was married. Jesus, his wife of fifty seven years died in two thousand seven. Fifty three years. Fifty three years. He was eighty four years. years old. Yeah, eighty four. Thank you, thank you, Keith. Um, <laughs> he was eighty four. I had the kids. His wife. Chicken man, uh, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> good. That's good. I've been Jeffy. married for. Uh, I mean, this guy's been married for fifty-three years. I've been married for twenty-five or thirty years. Wait, twenty-five or thirty? <laughs> twenty-five or thirty, something like that. I mean, it's been a different women, but <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I spent years married. It's a big deal. It's a factual. Anybody statement. can be married. <laughs>
That is uh, that was chewing the fat with Jeffy, and you're welcome. <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag #TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. on the Blaze Radio Network. Big news of the day, of course. Taco Bell about to serve French fries. What a fantastic development that is. The Mexican food chain owned by Yum Brands announced uh, yesterday it'll begin selling nacho fries for a limited time. Uh, Starting January 25th, it'll cost you a buck. Part of their dollar menu. It's It's been speculated for quite a while because they do this in other countries and not here. I don't know why we are the recipients of uh, not getting the best they have to offer. Right? That's kind of like movies right? now. You know, we used to get everything first, then the rest of the world would get it. Now what we get the, the I know. trail end. Yeah, we've been relegated to leftovers. Hmm. Two fast food giants have followed suit. Jack in the Box has value done Jack's way. A value menu item with uh, things priced from a dollar to five dollars. Well, if it's if it's five dollars, it's not a dollar. So <laughs> wait, wait, how's that? What? You had to explain this Common Core math. What now? Uh, two fast foods as follow suit. Jack in the box, value done Jack's way. A value menu with items priced between one and five dollars. <laughs> and McDonald's launching its previously discontinued dollar menu. With a new three-tiered value menu that includes items ranging from $1 to $3. And customers at Taco Bell will be able to order this beginning again, January 25th. That's why I'm still sitting here talking to you. (laughs) Because if it was today, I'd already be on the way there. Um, Seasoned fries with a side of nacho cheese. Oh, Or you can opt for a little bit more. To get the Supreme, which adds pico de gallo, beef, and sour cream on top to French fries. Oh, that sounds! I'm so hungry right now. I, I got mean, some, uh, got some goldfish crackers if you're interested. I'm not. Some of these, but uh, thank you. No, no. Appreciate the offer, out, though. Man, you know? Not, not really into the goldfish crackers, but okay. In addition, they'll also be uh, including this new item in their five dollar box thing, which comes with the cheesy gordita crunch, medium drink. Doritos Locos Taco. <laughs> you got to stop, man. I know that that Taco Bell $5 thing uh-huh. is a ton of food for 5 bucks. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the ads with that girl who sits down and eats the whole thing? It's got the big burrito. It's got the two, uh, the oh, Gordita Crunch and the taco. Yeah. And then the cinnamon uh, bites or whatever they're called. It's like the Illuminati. And the drink, or? all for 5 bucks. She eats the whole thing. And then the guy who bought it comes oh. in and says, oh, you ate my stuff. I missed that. Yeah. It's anyway. I, it's hard to believe Sounds all that yummy. for five bucks. Pretty wow. good deal. I love Taco Bell. Why don't we just? Can we just go right now? Uh, I'm I'm on the verge. Ron, can you just like play Definitely on the verge? I don't know something like Stairway to Heaven or uh, 
Sweet Home Alabama, something like that. Taco Taco Bell, by the way, told CNBC its dollar menu items garnered more than five hundred million dollars in sales last year. Jeez, and the five dollar boxes, which contain limited time offerings, generated another billion in sales. Wow. Tell me they don't know how to market their food. That's pretty great. Also, uh, coming up, we need to talk about what Emmanuel Macron is doing in France. He's He's got a plan. He's introduced a, a law that would overhaul their media laws in France to, spite the, the, to fight the spread of fake news on social media. Now, anytime a government starts getting involved in what's fake news and what isn't, there's going to be a, a huge problem. Since he was elected last year, he's been a little irritated with the coverage, I guess, he's getting on RT, which is Russia Today. And he says, if we want to protect liberal democracies, we must have strong legislation. He said the legislation would concern social media platforms, especially during election periods. Wow. And deeply change the role of France's media watchdog. Websites would have to say who's financing them and the amount of money for sponsored content would be capped. Hey, just another one in a long list of reasons why France sucks. (laughs) Yes, it is. Welcome to the land of oppression and lack of freedom of speech. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. A lot going on. Of course, the uh, President Trump and uh, Stephen Steve Bannon uh, debacle is continuing. Uh, Bannon called Donald Trump Jr. treasonous, and Ivanka Trump dumb as a brick. Apparently, in this book that comes out on Tuesday. Of course, the president's going to be wildly offended and, and go into uh, retaliation mode at that point. We were also talking about this strange story. I think the really destructive story of a 10-year-old starting a drag club for kids and a, a kid who participates in gay pride parades. I don't care if it's a parade uh, of same-sex or opposite sex people getting together kids should not be involved in sexually related activities like that why would you even sanction that as a as a parent i don't i I can't begin to imagine what goes through people's minds it it just it doesn't make any sense uh triple eight 933 93 we also have this amazing story uh, were you in on this? Or was this me and, and Jeffy talking about this off the air? This Bangkok <laughs> clinic? Not me. I look over and see the headline on the mm-hmm. computer. What is mm-hmm. happening? I hesitate to even bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> but in Thailand, 
<clears throat> there's a hospital doing <clears throat> penis whitening. I mean, you just start the story with, in Thailand, <laughs> dot, 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 then you know something bizarre is coming. <laughs> I, I'm like, wait, what? What is that? They take a laser, apparently, and whiten your, your man unit where it's got dark spots. That it, can't feel good. <laughs> I think that would... That oh. sounds like excruciating pain. See, as a man, there are certain stories that you hear that just cause you to instinctively cross your legs. So I asked Jeffy about that. I said, can you believe this? Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's like the uh, that's like the butt whitening thing uh, that porn stars are doing. The, what's like, up? Wait, <laughs> what? Now we're two degrees <laughs> removed. I have no idea. Now I've got to catch up to that angle, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to have him in here for this discussion, so maybe we'll delay it for a while. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I think you can't even imagine are happening right now. <sighs> and meanwhile, it's a world gone so mad that rap has overtaken rock as the most popular musical genre in America. Sure. Wow. Who would have seen that coming? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Shelley in California. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. How are you today? Doing good. Okay, well, I'm calling to tell you guys a story. I, I currently live in, in California, and um, I have family in Colorado, and I was out in Colorado taking care of some stuff from my dad's house. In the beginning mm-hmm. of December, my cousin, Rhonda, is a truck driver. So on a Friday night, she had to drive to Loveland to pick up a load, and said, Do you want to go with me? So I went with her. So we get to the truck stop to pick up her truck about 2 o'clock in the morning. Go inside, you know, get some drinks and go to the bathroom and some gloves, right? It's cold outside. It's freezing. Yeah. So we go inside. We go into the women's restroom. Now, I come out of the stall, and the, and the bathroom door flies open, and it's a young employee. And she's like, you can't be in here. And she's yelling at me. I'm like, I'm thinking, well, maybe we went to the employee's bathroom, right? And yeah. my cousin's like, why can't she be in here? So I said, and she said, well, you're a man. You can't be in here. <laughs> what? And I, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm a woman. So I pulled off my cap, my long hair fell out, opened my jacket, said, look, I got boobs. <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin's freaking out. She's like, what did you say to her? You know, I mean, my cousin's upset. And so I'm trying to calm her down. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, and so I, you know, the employee, I'm like, obviously she's going to be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, so I looked yeah. at her and I said, well, I said, you know, I know you're probably embarrassed. I said, but. I said, I'd rather you make a mistake and be sorry, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, she just stared at me like she didn't believe me with this mean, rude look. It was terrible. So finally, I just shrugged my shoulders and went over and washed my hands and went to around. She's gone. So we go out into the truck stop area and, you know, we get what we want to get and uh, she's not anywhere. So we left, and my cousin was so upset, and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. But a little while later, I started getting upset. I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous, because service is first, and she's never apologized to me, not mm-hmm. once. You know, so the morning, the next morning when we came back to the truck stop, I went and asked for a manager and sat down with her and explained the story, and she said, well, she said, now I'm really sorry, but I would have never taken you for a woman. You know, it doesn't matter that you were dressed up wow. because it was cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so she offered to buy me and my cousin a, a free lunch at their restaurant, which was great. Yeah, So we leave. Nice. And um, when I, we came back a couple days later for the truck, and 
I left another note to the manager, and I said, I want that employee to call me and apologize. I said, because my husband's really upset. And I said, I got family members who are saying you should sue, and I got family members who are saying you need to put this all on the Internet. And I said, I just want an apology. Okay? Yeah. So 11 days later, I got no apology. So I called their corporate office and told them what happened. So 30 minutes later, that employee called me, and she said, I'm calling to apologize. And I said, well, do you understand what you – she said, I'm just calling to apologize. I'm going through some training, and I just want to apologize. So she wasn't apologetic at all. Oh, man. You know? Wow. And I just, it blows me away because it's like, you know, they do have that policy, and they have bathrooms for other situations to make accommodations for everybody. Yeah. But this employee was just, like, so rude. And never, she never yeah. was sorry. But it was just, it was just the weirdest thing I ever experienced in my life. And... I, it's just like, it's, is that what we're going to go to now? It's or? also amazing that when you talk to the manager, that the manager said he would never take you for a woman. That's unbelievable stuff. I mean, that's. Yeah, and, and, right. And I was dressed wow. the same thing I was dressed to the night before. The same thing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, you know, and I told her, I said, look, once in a while I get called sir on the phone because I have a deeper voice on the phone. Uh-huh. And well, you're I on said, the phone now. I, I'm not sure if people yeah. realize that, but. And I, yeah, and I just, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I used to work in a business where, you know, we had phones and the customer was always right. And, you know, right. so I get it on the phone, but for her to barge into the bathroom and tell me I can't be there because I'm a man. And not apologize when you've shown, shown the evidence. I mean, that's almost, exactly. that's inconceivable. That's really exactly. bad, really bad business. The only thing I didn't do was pull my shirt up. And flash my boobs. But I don't think, I mean, is that what we're going to have to come to now? Is we're going to have to show our stuff to get into the bathroom? Wow. I, I don't know. It, you know, because there's businesses now that are going the the opposite way. Yeah, only restaurants kind of owned by Jeffy. Would yeah. you have to do that? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry you went through that, Shelly. That is uh, unfortunate. I will apologize on her behalf in a very sincere way. We are definitely sorry you had that happen. Appreciate the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I mean, it's interesting because Target won't kick men out of the women's bathroom. No, why would you? In fact, if you tell them, "Hey, there's a man in there," you're the bad person because you're being intolerant and hateful of somebody who's identifying as a woman. And then you have on the other side this instance. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it is a weird, weird world. <laughs> And I mean, it is so weird that as we alluded to, the Lelux Hospital in Bangkok, Thailand. I'm sorry, where was this again? Lelux Hospital. And where? Bangkok, Thailand. Bangkok. Mm -hmm. Got it. Renowned for its body whitening expertise in a country that's apparently obsessed with skin color. I, I had no idea that that was a thing in Thailand, but I guess it is, according to the story. They have started offering this unconventional treatment after a male customer complained of dark parts in his groinal area. His groinal area. Mm -hmm. That's what we'll call it for this this moment. Mm -hmm. A groinal area. These days, a lot of people are asking about it. We get around a hundred a hundred clients a month. That's 1,200 people a year having their unit 
whitened? Is really it, so strange. It's not like, you know, like your teeth. You want your teeth whitened, and you just kind of put that, that cream and that little mouthpiece in there, and you yeah, go to bed? No, it's not like you that. You don't just wrap it up at night with a gel? The procedure, get this, uses laser whitening. Now, how do you handle that? I mean, maybe you're numbed, but there'd have to be an injection to numb you, which would obviously... <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. makes me cringe just to think of that part. And then you're going to take a laser to it? Yeah, you know. Ow! That's an area of my anatomy that I don't, I don't want, want you to mess with. I don't want you to happening. look at it. I don't want to no. talk about it, frankly. Let's not even discuss it. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't. I mean, most people, I would think, do you inspect yourself enough to know that, yeah, there's a white part on the underside of uh, that area? Groinal. There's a there's a dark spot that I have that is somewhat near the base of uh, I I don't I, how would you even approach that with the doctor? I guess there's people who are a lot less uptight than me, right? I you you'd have to be to say, hey, you know what? I've got these dark spots on my wiener, and I would really like them to go away. Well, we've got a laser treatment that could burn those right off and make it whiter. Let's go. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. That's an icebreaker Isn't it right there. It's an it's. Good party talk, I would say. Then when you bring that up with Jeffy, he tells you about the other thing, butt whitening, which I'd never heard of in my life, and he claims is commonplace. What? I mean... A, how many people are seeing what color it is there, or if you have spots, or... <laughs> I mean, it's... What a world. You think that at some point, if you're that comfortable with somebody... Mm-hmm. That they're going to see these areas of your anatomy. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go on, uh, you know, tattooing them. And I know. Lasering them. And, yeah, uh, that's, what, that's, that's kind of where I am. I've pretty much given up. Uh, Bantita, uh, Dr. Bantita said, we have to be careful because, you know, that's a sensitive part of the body. You think? Uh, added that most clients were between 22 and 55 with many from Thailand's LGBT community. Hmm. She said, they use a very small laser. <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, that's somebody, that's it. In the oh, this is interesting, too. You, you've heard nothing yet. Oh. <clears throat> I don't even know if I should talk about this part. You may read this part for you. The same hospital stirred controversy last year for ta- touting a cosmetic procedure called uh, hmm? a 3D vagina, in which the customer's own body fat is used to make the genitalia Look, I guess like Angelina Jolie's, Jolie's lips. I, I don't know. It's uh, very strange. <laughs> now that whitening service costs around six hundred and fifty dollars American for five sessions. That's it. Yeah, and then this other procedure with a hoo ha. <laughs> they don't say the three D hoo ha. They don't say how much that costs. Three D. Okay, the three. Uh, but the doctor said, I think it's a good market to enter. So we sure. offered the ultimate body treatment to our clients, either men or women. Women, it doesn't doesn't matter. Whitening and bleaching are not uncommon. Okay. And so. it's all the rage right now oh. in Thailand. Okay, so wow. we've got the whitening of the groinal region for mm. men. And women now. Well, not no, whitening. No, no but, hang on. You got mm-hmm. the uh, 3D. Mm-hmm. The uh, hoo-ha mm-hmm. for women. And you have the butt. Don't forget about the button. And then the whitening. butt is for anyone. So maybe there's like a coupon. You know, you buy one, get one free, and then you could go get in and get the entire package right. for and then a one-flat rate. And you got a white 
Yes, everything. Mm -hmm. You you just got whiteness uh, everywhere your pants should be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. What are you doing back in here, Jeffy? I just wanted to stop in because I heard you talking about uh, the uh, groinal. Yeah, the bleaching whitening. or the lasering, where they mm-hmm. laser for uh, make it whiter. Mm-hmm. Did you did you touch on the anal bleaching? <laughs> yes, thanks to your uh, information earlier this I morning. Mean, you, you I was all able the surgeries. I was able minute. to relate th- that wonderful possibility as well. I yes. thought we were talking about the butt cheeks. We're talking, according to Jeffy, Uh, and I don't want you to describe it, but it's the entire area. Yeah, stop. You seen? Have you seen any of my films? (laughs) Oh no! Thankfully, no. Well, perhaps you should. Uh, Can I get a free membership? I mean, tell me you agree that this is a world gone mad, and that three of the four horsemen are already (laughs) galloping through the streets of our nation right now. And the fourth is just behind him. I, the fourth may be. He's just, got he's, the saddle. He's cinching yeah. it up right now. He's got his foot in the first stirrup, and he's ready to hop over. Man, it's, this is crazy. It's very possible. But yeah. I mean, why? You don't, you don't want people to be able to do what they want with their own body and feel good about themselves? I mean, we've had we've had breast implants. You've had yeah. hair mm-hmm. implants. Now you got and, the 3D hoo-ha thing. I know. Which is wonderful. And you... Mm-hmm. I mean, you have had facelifts and mm-hmm. eye lifts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. skin and massages. I mean, why can't mm-hmm. you? If you should be proud about your body parts, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how it. I'm sure that's how it's spun. Obviously, right? You should be able to be proud of your body parts. Yes, right. I mean, nobody <laughs> wants to be seen walking around with dark spots. <laughs> Here's the thing: on their groin area, seen if, as long as you have <laughs> pants on. That's not seen. No one knows but you what? and your intimate other. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that you don't want to be seen walking around. With the... <laughs> I tell you, I mean, there's a such thing as being uh, having too much pride, I think. <laughs> Good grief. That's just crazy. Hey, while, crazy. while I'm here, though, yeah. uh, between the time I left and came back, I want, mm-hmm. I want to remind you guys. Now, so you remember when I uh, came in here, like back in October or whatever, and I was complaining about having getting charged too much for my Burger King breakfast? Um, you remember that because I came in yes. and I was like, I was like, hey, uh, remember I got charged too much for my Burger King breakfast and I had a coupon, darn it, mm-hmm. and they charged me too much money. Remember, remember that? Vaguely, remember when I was maybe. talking about that? Because because mm-hmm. sure. they just settled that class action lawsuit and I'm going to get if uh, I can prove that I ordered my actually, Burger I, King breakfast. I don't, um, I, I, it's hazy for me. I say nobody about, keeps a receipt for a breakfast he, he sandwich. He complains about food places quite a bit, so I was willing to give him the benefit of the so doubt. So they're there. giving refunds to people who bought the Chris sandwich? Yeah, with the buy one, get one with the coupon. Because <laughs> they, were, they were charged more money. Yeah. 
They used the coupon and the employees were charged. <laughs> it's buy one, get one free, but we're going to charge you more money for the two. This stuff happens Weird. all the time, but the fact that somebody took them to court over this, that's amazing. But, I mean, they settled it. They said they're going to, you know, they'll give you the give you the deal, but I don't know how you can, I think if I just walk in and say I purchased it, I'm good. <laughs> well, how, what else would you do? Because obviously nobody, nobody the saved their receipt right. from their sandwich purchase. I know what so we're doing on Monday. I know. I, Monday. Today? <laughs> Every day. Wow. Look, gonna, if you go in there now and say, look, I know it was breakfast, but let's just make it right and give me a couple burgers. <laughs> let's just make it right. We'll call it even. Burger King has denied any wrongdoing here. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. And the court didn't find a guilty party in the matter, but the settlement has been reached requiring the hamburger chain to pay uh, a $5 or $2 gift card to those who purchased yeah. two or more Modified Chris Sandwich breakfast Which sandwiches. Uh, that's without egg. It's cheese and or meat from a Burger King restaurant. Redeemed a BOGO coupon in connection with yeah. the purchase and paid more than the amount. Now, how would you prove any of that? Unless, of course. And do you need your receipt in order to get the $5? I, 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 I'll let you know. Yeah, d- <laughs> do it. I mean, you, they have to, they, it has to just be on your on your word, right? I don't know. I don't know. I guess There's no. I don't know. I don't know how you prove it unless you. It has to be on your word, and they probably make you sign a thing that says, you know, they're okay. We're good. And, and At sign the end your name. of the story, Burger King is offering refunds to those who purchased a Chris sandwich between October first, twenty fifteen, right, and May nineteenth, twenty seventeen. Right. That was wow. More. That's a wide. That's a wide range to receive. Okay, to receive compensation, you must first. File a valid claim by January nineteenth okay, so of this go, year. You got to go to the website and file. Is it? Is that where you? I don't know where you file. I'm going to BurgerKing.com to receive compensation. You must first file gotta a be. valid claim by January nineteenth. Either that or go to or they file it at the stores. That's how they're getting around this. Nobody's going to want to bother with that. I, right. I know who wants to bother. Right. Okay, I'm going to file a valid claim. And, and the deal was is that they weren't even. What? That's why they, they weren't. There was no fault because they were saying that the employees were just doing it wrong, uh, adding up like a special. They were you were you were using the buy one get one coupon, but then you ordered a special sandwich. Uh-huh. So they were which adds up to more money. So they were charging you more for the sandwich. So it was anywhere from like a penny to a dollar. And so the you know the court it's not worth messing with. Right. <clears throat> and, right. And I, it was just, you know one person got their panties in a wad. Yeah. And threw everybody off. Yeah. And well, now we got a class action lawsuit. You know maybe you're right about the four horsemen. Maybe you're right. Three of them are already <laughs> riding galloping. That's very possible. They're galloping through town. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. And the fourth is getting ready. He's got his, again, he's got his foot in the stirrup. He's ready to swing his leg around. And do we have time for sad news? Uh, sure. We've got one more story for sad news. All right. Aww. I know. Uh, it just came out uh, that uh, Game of Thrones, uh, the final season, uh-huh. 2019. It's not going to happen this year. What? Very disappointing. You gotta wait in. When did it end? When did this season end? Uh, a little bit earlier in seventeen, like in the fall. Yeah, I mean it was it was so like a year and a half wait. Yeah, that's it, unbelievable. They say there's going to be eight, wow. eight, eight episodes. All right, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to be like extended, apparently. So they're just saying, hey, we're getting everything together, and we're going to give you uh, you know a final season of Game of Thrones that's going to be outstanding. But you're not getting it until two thousand nine. So the thing about Netflix is, you know, some of the, isn't that well, Netflix? Is HBO, it's, right? Oh, it's HBO. Is it? 
Game of Thrones, yeah. Okay, because I don't I don't watch it. So I stream. I went through it. I never watched it for a long time, and then I finally started, and it was just so good. But the the thing with those shows that, that are specially done by these so kind good. of companies, first of all, they're really high quality. Yes, but. It, they're super expensive. They're difficult to oh do. My gosh, they take they're... a lot of time. Oh, and so th- as a result, as with uh, The Sopranos, sometimes you yeah. have a really long wait between seasons. Which and I, the stars I also, and a lot of the stars also have other obligations. Right. So they have to wait. And I know that they're waiting. I think the guys that uh, were are writing and the top guys for Game of Thrones already signed a new deal with uh, Amazon to create a new series. And they can't do that until they already got a bunch of money. But uh-huh. uh, to to start, but they're not going to start it until after Game of Thrones. Oh wow, really? So it's like we so want you to do, a, se- we want you to do the- a series, and here's a bunch of money, but uh, mm. and you don't even have to do it till after Game of Thrones. Here you go. Wow, oh, that's a good gig. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you gotta, not bad I at mean, all. you have to create something, but plus, I don't I don't remember if we talked about this before vacation, before the Christmas break, but uh, you know there that um, uh, the. The Spacey uh, series, oh yeah, House of Cards, House of Cards, yeah. is moving on without Spacey. Good. And who did they get to do that? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, you don't I thought, know? I thought they were just going to leave it with uh, what's her face. No, with Robin Wright. No, they're replacing Spacey. That's with somebody. dumb. Yeah. So the I don't. The series I don't know. was already. The series I don't know if was... they're going to replace him with the same character. I don't know if they'll say it's the Spacey character. I'm, I'm not sure that how that's going to work. Uh, yeah, that would be dumb because the series is already set up to lose him. I mean, if they if they just is it? just kill him, just make him dead. Right, you could have him assassinated. He's already or... had a heart attack. Oh, has he? You know, he's already had a heart. Just have, give him another heart attack. He died of a heart uh... attack. He's dead. Start the new season off at the funeral. Put him in the ground. Shows. I mean, what am I going to write this thing for him? Christopher Plummer. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I like is replacing but... Kevin Spacey. That's that's dumb. And he says it's really not replacing. If I was Robin Wright, I'd be pissed. Because her her whole deal of well, getting the same amount of money was that uh, you know she was as por- as important as Kevin Spacey to get paid the same amount of money for episode right. right right so she her deal now should be you know get rid of Kevin I can handle it yeah it's my show so, uh, Christopher Plummer who's a tremendous actor yeah I really like him he says it's not replacing him it's starting all over again well. so I, they're not going to pretend like he's the the Spacey character yeah but it's interesting they're going to do the House of Cards and it's going to be it, the what Don't are you going to do? Netflix. You, you, can't Netflix. Go, you can't go forward with Spacey. Netflix, you've screwed up so much. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, call me. <laughs> they really need some okay. advice from you. They call do. me. Yeah, they're hurting. <laughs> Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Crazy story about North Korea launching a missile, one of those intermediate-range ballistic missiles, and they they fired it from their country and hit one of the cities in their country earlier this year. Well, I guess it was late last year. Wait, are these the missiles that are supposed to be able to hit anywhere in America? Yes, right. Those, okay. They've got the entire continent 
<laughs> the North American continent covered with their missiles. They do an intermediate launch, and it hits one of their own. It landed on factories. That's a different button. And destroyed That's them. A different, completely different button. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But yes, but they can they can come after us and annihilate us at any time they See, want. See, that's why I think I really do think he was uh, he was backing out. You know that he was giving us a saving face by saying he could hit us, and the button was on his desk. Kim Jong Un. But, it, but mm-hmm. that's you know if we start it, they're like right. this news is going to come so, out about us hitting our own city. So, so <laughs> he saves face, right? He mm-hmm. saves face. He backs off of Trump because mm-hmm. it's if you start it, we can retaliate and and kill you. But. That's only if you start. And I guarantee you, the missiles shot from our continent will not land on our continent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's such, look, we've talked about it before, though, right? I mean, it's such a complicated issue to try to solve it. I mean, Trump's done pretty good uh, going battling with Mm -hmm. them. But, I mean, between China and Japan and South Korea and uh, um, uh, Taiwan, uh, right, Taiwan? Where was that? Yeah, China wants to move into Taiwan. Yeah. Um, and, well, they consider it part right. of their country. But uh, Taiwan I mean, disagrees with that. Of right. Course. And mm-hmm. and so if we were to start a battle with North Korea, I mean, the first thing China does is go into Taiwan. Right. Have a nice day. That's ours. And Japan probably gets involved because uh, Dingleberry's rocket can't hit anything but them. Yeah. <laughs> um, or their own know, cities. Right. So I mean, and so what are you going to? And, and South Korea gets a, a few million people killed. I mean, it'd be ugly. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I'd be really be bad. It is difficult to understand yeah, what to do there. It sure is. Um, and there's a there's a book out. Is this new or has this been around a while, Keith? Uh, uh, called "Nothing to Envy: Ordinary Lives in North Korea." Yeah, Ben Sass tweeted out about that and uh, recommended uh, reading that. And, and we we mentioned a few of the things that it says in the book, and mm-hmm. I, they're beyond belief. They're absolutely beyond belief. In 1972, on the occasion. Of his 16th birthday, traditional milestone in uh, Korean culture, the Workers' Party began distributing lapel pins of Kim Il-sung. Before long, the entire population of North Korea was required to wear them on their left breast over the heart. Everyone in North Korea had to buy and wear a Kim Il-sung lapel pin. That is, that's nuts. It's kind of what Hitler did, right? Remember with Hitler with his little uh, insider button pin that he had to right, wear, remember? Yeah, and the one, like gr- the one lady that he was in love with forgot to wear hers that one night, the story of the pin that we have. Mm-hmm. I think we have it, but I think Mercury has it or someone has it. So I remember the story of seeing the pin that's the actual pin, and the reason they got it, that it was Hitler's pin, is because they went to a party and she didn't have hers on, and she was scared that right. Adolf was going to just kill her. And Adolf looked at her and stared at her for a long time, and uh, you know, so the story goes. And he took and his he off, took his and, off gave and gave it to her, her and said, "Don't let it happen again." Mm. Right. right. I mean, think of that. Chilling. Yeah. Chilling. Apparently, in Mrs. Song's home, as in every other home, a framed portrait of Kim Il Sung hung on an otherwise bare wall. Yeah. Well, so, you can't have a bare wall. Right, no, you, can't. you can't. And you can't. That. You can't not have the Kim Il-sung lapel pin, and you can't not have a framed portrait of him on your wall. (laughs) In every home in North Korea, people were not permitted to put anything else on the wall. Just that. Where the leader is is, uh, hung. Wow. Not even pictures of their blood relatives. Kim Il-sung was all the family you needed at least until the the 1980s. When portraits of Kim Il-sung 
named secretary of the Workers' Party by then, were hung alongside those of his father. So then you could have the two sons there. And Jung-il. And and your wall is really singing when you got both sons. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) If you will. (laughs) You didn't admit that you stumbled into that. It's not ready because they stumbled into that one. That was was not intentional. It was world class. (laughs) It, It was intended. That Thank was you. intended. Good job. No, I'm not going to leave you hanging. That's a good was. job. Now I'm Thank good. you. Now he's leaving. Now it's too late, though. He's uh, pissed. So uh, <laughs> later came uh, a third portrait that he could put up. Ooh. The father and son together. Oh, good. <laughs> so you have the two separate. The two separate and then, and then together. Can, then underneath it, it'd be really nice. It's cute. Well, not just nice. I, I'll will kill you, another, you if you don't. I'll, they put up the I'll tell you another thing, together. too. It better not be underneath it. They better be just equal, equal on the right. walls. Okay? You're right. Good so if you've got all three together, then mm-hmm. you've got just great harmony on your wall. Uh, see about the songs. Thank you. Thank great you. harmony <laughs> of the songs. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> It's hard not to sing the praise of the songs when they've got that kind of harmony on the wall. Thank you. Thank God we live in America. Uh, The North Korean newspapers like to run human interest stories about heroic citizens who lost their lives rescuing the portraits from the fire or a flood. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I remember... I wonder, if I hadn't seen an actual report, I've seen reports of the reports where people raced into a burning home and risked their own lives or were burned over a significant portion of their body so they could save their pictures of the dear leader. Right. That is unbelievable. I, I mean, mean, this is unbelievable stuff. You figure it's worth a couple of burns because if you let it burn, you die, right? I don't know. Maybe. We'll keep reading. The Workers' Party distributed the portraits free of charge along with a white cloth to be stored in a box beneath them yeah. so that you can keep it continuously clean. Absolutely. Better clean it every day. Um, and so you have, you have the portraits, you have the cloth, and then the workers' party apparently uh, came by to check to see if you not only had the portraits on the wall, but also if you have been cleaning them. Mm-hmm. You have to keep, I wonder if you have to wear the... Uh, lapel pin in the home no oh, we'll get to that we'll get back to the lapel pin you could probably we'll keep that in that. that you could keep that in the box with the white cloth right <laughs> so it kept it clean and shiny i'm glad that you're thinking about all the possibilities i am because you need to be uh this was especially important during the rainy season when specks of mold would creep underneath oh, the corners so of the glass frame about once a month get this once a month inspectors from the public standards police would drop by to Check in on the cleanliness of the portraits. You didn't believe me when I said every month. And I said, okay, every month you're going to have somebody from the public standards police show up at every door in North Korea? Fantastic. What is the population of Korea? North Korea is 30 million? It's dropping every day. I was going to say, it's down to 28.5 right now. Wow. You're going to really go to millions of homes all over the country just to make sure their portraits are clean? 25 million people. 25 million I mean, you got to have jobs in a communist country, and that's one of them. Keep reading. There's right. more jobs down here coming. Right. Wow. Is this And everybody's inspecting everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. What a society. Yeah. I mean, this is like something you would read in fiction. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Song didn't need the threat of an inspection to clean her portraits. Even in the mad scramble of the mornings, rolling up the bed mats, uh, making lunches, hustling the children out the door, she would give the portraits a quick swab with a cloth 
every day. Yeah. Other women disliked wearing their Kim Il-sung pins because they often made holes and rust stains on their clothing, but not Mrs. Song. Mrs. Song, one day, after she changed clothes in a hurry, she ran out without her badge, and she was stopped by a teenager wearing an armband that identified him as part of the maintenance maintenance of social order brigade. Nice. The maintenance of social order brigade. The MOB. These were Socialist Youth League vigilantes the mob. who made spot checks to see if people were wearing their badges. So you never know. I mean, this is just a random search. Yeah. You wearing your badge? Okay, uh, you're not off to the labor camp with you, which is what happened. Wow, that's first offenders. Okay, first offenders were usually forced to attend extra ideological lectures ah! and got a black mark on their record. Yeah, and, and you just talked about wow. the, the different uh, levels of penalties there. Um, there. There's a yeah. case in the book where the dad, and this is a very loyal family to the regime, the family is watching a speech. Now they have. So they, they're just explaining this is what we do. This they're is, not this trying is to make it into there. a bad thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're saying this is what happens in that country. And, and they have a TV, and they're one of the few families mm. around that have a TV. And so they leave their door open whenever there's a big speech or something like that. And, to share. And Kim Il sung was giving a speech and, and, and praising the rubber factory or whatever that they do and how everybody gets new shoes and all this stuff. And the dad, again, a very loyal family, just mm. made the snide remark about, hey, I wonder where the new shoes for my kids are. Uh, the next day, um, the secret police showed up, took him in for three days of intensive interrogation, and he got off lucky, and just like she did, and not ended up immediately at a labor camp. It, it's it's wow. insane. So sad. So, wow. Just someone, one of, one of the mob, the maintenance crew One of the outside. neighbors who were watching the, the, on their TV. The speech reported him and his little yeah. snide remark about wearing the new rubber boots for my kids. Yeah. That's crazy. And then off we go three days I mean, of I, interrogation. I didn't, I didn't want to, but I was pissed. He's got a TV. I know. <laughs> yeah, then he's going to complain. So, he's got a TV and he's complaining his kids don't have shoes? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm telling the mob. I'm telling the mob. I know you've got a nice summer home there in uh, North Korea. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful oh, summer in, home. Uh, in uh, Pyongyang, Yes. Uh, just outside in Pyongyang, Uh-huh. Uh, gorgeous. Yeah. In Sing Yang Song? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's on Harmony Drive. <laughs> I, how, do you, how do you survive a society like that? I don't know. But they've been doing it, right? I mean, I don't know. They said the guy that they captured, right, one of the military guys they captured was really sick and struggling with, uh, struggling with all kinds of stuff. Plus, he had some kind of uh, uh, anti-anthrax um, serum. Yeah. In them, right? So they were worried about some sort of uh, uh, bomb from Kim mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, chemical. You're right. But, it was the uh, anthrax thing, right? Yes, yeah. anthrax, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but they're not healthy. And I can't believe, I got to believe that, you know, you see the military strutting and so strong and it looks so good. It reminds me of kind of the Saddam Hussein military mm-hmm. uh, where they're so good and so strong and so big. But uh, they really don't believe. Mm-hmm. So confronted with a real battle, it's kind of like, eh, you know what, we're not really going to and, and, you know, this is what communism really is. This is what you need to teach to your kids. It's not some fashionable. That's the point here. Shirt yeah. with a Che on it. 
No. It's people it's living under constant It's not threat. fun. It's not something you celebrate. You don't celebrate with a Mao Christmas ornament well, on I've your tree. I've got a book in my briefcase that I, that I haven't started reading yet that I've, I've been wanting to get to called Communism for Kids. <laughs> and so I, yeah. and I'm deadly serious. I, I, you are. I have it, really? and I, I really haven't gone through it yet. You should um, go through it, it uh, and report I back. I bet it's good. Yeah. Wait, is it is good. it promoting it or yeah, is it oh, communism boy, for kids? Goodness. Uh, the Committee for Human Rights estimates that North Korea holds as many as 120,000 people in their concentration and detention and labor camps. Yeah, we've seen, and we've seen some uh, pictures come out of there. 120,000. Right, yeah, that were not. Not pretty. No, not good. Not good. 400,000 people have died in these camps from torture, starvation. You know, you get, they get all kinds of diseases. So Plus, bad. there's execution that happens. And uh, they have allowed between 600,000 and 2.5 million of their people to starve to death. Wow. While their government squanders their resources on luxuries for the ruling of class. Course. Correct. There, there's a water park um, that I just saw an article on that... Only the elite are allowed into, and um, it's just vacant. I mean, there's a very few visitors get in there. It's just it's so unbelievable. Yeah, well, Kimmy's busy partying with, uh, Amazing. you know, partying with the hot chicks and eating all kinds of food. I mean, Kimmy's not starving. Well, look at him. He's a, he's a looker. Uh, Kim Jong-un yeah. is, is uh, a handsome man, and so chicks are just dying to be a part of his harem or, right? or whatever. Well, that actually um, is part of the... Uh, that's part of the book. You're, you're doing well if you yeah. get recruited to come down to Pyongyang. Uh, well, you probably live live a better life. You are lying. You that's do. for sure. Because you are lying. Only I... the Co- Korean, North Korean ruling class and the military live high on the hog. <laughs> Everybody else starving to death. Uh, you are kidding. If I lived there, man, I'd wow. be doing everything I could to bleach myself to get up there with the king. <laughs> so you live. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. So bad. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. We're unleashing the uh, best of 2017 and beyond audio clips tomorrow on the show. And So you'll be hearing things like... I saw this boat in half! Not to mention... You pooped in your pants. I I pooped my pants. That's a great one. (laughs) I can't get over that one from Al Roker. It is a good one. One of the weirdest, <laughs> dumbest admissions of all time on national television. Uh, you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> and got more Al's, money in the bank than Al's me, still ra- that. That's right. He's still raking in about eight mil a year doing the weather on, on the Today Even Show. Even though... You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped nah. my pants. You I can know. buy so, new underwear. You can right? poop your pants. You just can't tell a girl to have sex with you. Right. Yes. At NBC. Yes. That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised you think so. Aye, that's really frankly, I'm not. I'm not at all surprised. Uh, we'll also uh, take you back to these wonderful days. They ask me all the time, "What is your favorite this? this what is your favorite, favorite that? that? What's your favorite that?" And at one time, "What is your favorite word?" And I said, "My favorite word that is really so easy." My favorite word is the word. The word. You know the word. 
is the, the word. Is the word. <laughs> is it the word or is the word? No, it's the no, word. It's the word. Okay. Her favorite word is, is the word. It was very the easy word. for her to get to it. So yeah. easy. Because, you know, when your favorite word is word, you don't have a lot to remember there. And plus, they ask really her all the time. Oh, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? What's your just favorite top of They ask me all the time. All the what's time. your favorite this? What is your favorite that? that? What's your favorite that? That's top of mind. I mean, we do a lot of appearances in <laughs> a lot of different places yeah. and see a lot of people. And if they've asked me once, they've asked me a million times, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? What's your favorite And And I'll tell you, like Nancy... The biggest question I ever get is, hey, Pat, what's your favorite word? And how do you answer that? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. So. <laughs> you had to ask, didn't you? Sure did. I'm a... It's a little different than Nancy's. A little bit. Uh, but uh, I don't have to explain it because they're like, oh, okay. Well, I don't even thank know you. what that is. But thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? Oh, what's favorite. your favorite <laughs> And then, you know, the big question is, what's your favorite word? There's no way anybody's ever asked Nancy Pelosi (laughs) what her favorite this and that is, let alone what her favorite word is. Maybe her grandchildren. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Because grandchildren will say, Grandpa, what's your favorite word? I don't know. The. (laughs) Right. Well, you're you're a lot of fun with the with the grandkids. Aren't word. You? Yes. The word. Yes. Here's a get word. these there's kids a... out of here. I got yeah. work to do. Here's a word. There's original scat. My favorite word is two words. Beat it. <laughs> right. Get out. Here's two more favorites. Shut up. <laughs> Thank uh, you. How do you like that, Thank kid? You. How do oh you like gosh. put that in your pipe and smoke it? Smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me I don't know how to grandpa because I do. Thank you. Don't Is tell it, me I don't know how to raise kids. Right, at the end of the I day. Because I clearly do. They got to come pick them up from your house. That's right. <laughs> you ain't got to work for anything. That's right. I don't want to go to grandpa. <laughs> also, uh, in China, Chinese President Xi Jinping addressed China's entire armed forces in a speech today where he urged troops to show the fighting spirit of fe- fearing neither hardship nor death. Oh, good. I, I, did he invite Blue Oyster Cult in to sing Don't Fear the Reaper? Because, you know, then that kind of sticks in their head and they've got that whole mindset. I mean, he may have been humming that. I don't know yeah, that he actually brought the, the band in. But there is a cowbell mm. below the desk here in case you'd like to tap no, on but it I mean, while you he, read the story. He, he, told, he asked them what now not to fear. Don't. Okay. The fighting spirit of fearing neither hardship nor death. So don't worry fear. about the fact that you don't got you got nothing to eat. You got nowhere to sleep. And you're you outside, and you might die. Don't worry Tough. about it. Sounds kamikaze-esque to me. Doesn't it, though? I mean, that's China. That's a, it's I mean, kind of like old-school China. You aren't lying, it is. That is old-school, like Mao China. You're where... part of the first wave. You don't get weapons. Go. <laughs> and really... I mean that. That's what it feels like, exactly. The, the Chinese citizens <laughs> under these communist regimes that were not the hybrid yeah. of capitalism-communism when they were just flat out communism they couldn't care less about how many people died nope. in support of them and their policies they first, they didn't care at all first and plus if they're going to battle like that i mean i'm not joking when i say you're part of the first wave you, now, you don't get weapons yeah. just you, go you mentioned the uh the book of communism to kids which is kind yeah, of celebrating and kids, teaching yeah. it to the kids the the book that we've talked about many times is it the red book of communism the oh, the little red book or whatever. the little yeah, red yeah, book yeah. of communism which yeah. tells you the actual facts and what communism has wrought the horror and the bloodshed 
it has reaped on this planet. Well, you can't look. You can't do something, run a rule a country like that without being some sort of evil human. You're right. That's willing to do horrors on other humans to yes. be able to say that you lead this country. It's just not been right? done I mean, that's right, what Jeffy. <laughs> they just haven't done it right. I mean, I, that's the theory. I tend to agree it's with that. It's always the theory. But <laughs> the, Shut up. The, uh, I mean, that's what made the United States so special. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. Because I mean, so we care about human life. Right. At least until 1973 when we decided, nah, what's growing inside your body, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Well, the other, You can choose to sweep that out of your life anytime you want. But there's, I mean, what are you talking about? The stuff that when women gain weight? Yeah, the, yeah, the broccoli that might be in there that's causing their stomach to expand a little bit. The broccoli, or sometimes it's a like Brussels sprout, maybe. Yeah, yeah or you don't know until like it's the a moment fork, it comes out what it is. Or it might be a spoon in there, a sh- an old shoe. Ooh, I don't know. I'd be happy with a spoon. Would you? You'd like <laughs> give you more chances to. Have a utensil with to eat with, obviously, Big which is why utensils. I want to invest in the restaurant you Big frequent. Big utensils. <laughs> oh, okay. We're good. But it's interesting because, yes, sure at one is. time we did respect and value human life. But ever since Roe v. Wade, not as much. Well, we've got those, I meant to, we've got those stupid Planned Parenthood numbers, too, of uh, how much money we've invested in them and taken away and how many, how many babies' uh, lives, uh, human lives, uh, have been cost up to uh, how many abortions per what per birth or per uh, visits? No, it was it was a Planned Parenthood statistic of how many abortions they did compared to. It was eighty-two to one was the was the statistic, right? And it was abortions to what see, though? And I don't know how Dang they get it. to those numbers because we we've talked about it before how Planned Parenthood gets to those those numbers. When you go in for an abortion, you also get all this other stuff done. So it makes it look less. Yeah. You know, so you're getting all this. Well, of course, we provide everything. We provide this the same as this. By, by the way, Jeffy, earlier you were talking about the 82 book. abortions for every adoption. Yes. That's 82. what it was. Yep. For every adoption referral from right. Planned Parenthood, they did 82 abortions. Wow. Uh, now, they'll tell you that, of course, those other 82... We tried to get them to uh, to uh, be, to maybe keep the baby. Uh, there's the baby no effort. They don't do that, the, no. which is a fallacy. By the way, they don't do Jeffy that. mentioned communism for kids. That book that literally does praise the system of communism. Yeah, it's been out for a year. Still ranked number thirty-one among children's books. Oh wow. my gosh! Wow! Unbelievable! All right, we will. Uh, tomorrow is the best of audio clips. I think you're gonna love that. And we'll be back to fill in for Glenn as well. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.